Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, August 16th. It is the Mike Rutherford Show. Live here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, you know it better as the Big X. It is the one-year anniversary episode. The haters say we couldn't do it, Trev. The haters said it would never happen. They thought it wouldn't last. But here we are. One full year of the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. How's, they, they, how's gave, it feel? they gave us one month. They're I like, gave us one month. They were, <laughs> they were like, you'll, you'll never be on YouTube. Well, they're half right. They are right about that. <laughs> That's okay. We made it a full year. We made year. a whole year, man. Unbelievable. There were many times where I thought it wasn't going to happen, but yet here we are. And yet we have yet to mature. Exactly. A, a year ago today, I was fully healthy. Um, <laughs> Chris were... Mack was ready to, to bounce wow, back. A lot has changed in one year, has it not? I had one kid. <laughs> a lot. So much has changed. And then everything just kind of went downhill. I, look, people say it's the show. I can't stress enough, it's not the show. It's you, not the show's fault. You thought you wanted to be back on the air so badly, you were willing to do it with me. And yeah, last, and they're like, well, your well, heart's going to go haywire. That's yeah, not going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be so, it's going to drive me so Is insane. it really worth it? And the, the answer was no, but here I am. It's not the so, pots I tried to give you, buddy. A year later, <laughs> uh, we're back. We're still we're still doing this damn thing. It feels, uh, I mean, it, it is strange to think that it, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. No, it doesn't. Like, I remember, so today we took Virginia in for, it was Meet the Teacher Day, and then tomorrow's her first day of school. Like, I remember that week where we're starting the show, and it was her first day of school ever last year. Like, it was, I don't know, three, four months ago. A year just doesn't feel right, but a lot has happened between then and now. We're still we're still kicking. We're still alive. Some of us barely, but uh, <laughs> we'll be here until the, the bitter end. Who would have thought after one year you'd be less healthier one of the two? Who would have thought? Uh, I don't, I, well, then again, I don't know. Even with like seven different diseases you have four that are yet to be undiscovered i uh, i think i might be worse than you still i don't know i don't know the uh, <laughs> the results i got from yesterday pretty much say that i've got your heart uh, or the heart that you should have. no <laughs> yeah so so we'll figure it out what's not going a good on. treadmill run not no not good unfortunately uh, i mean we'll figure it out you want you want me to do the same treadmill run it'll make you look better yeah maybe i don't know at this point they'll be like your heart is better than his well how do you know doc because his stopped at this point, they'd be like, <laughs> they'd probably be like, you're the actual, that makes more sense. Like, this, this is the heart that he, you should have. But uh, regardless, we're okay. We're still kicking. Oh, I know you got a big heart. Yeah. Well, too big sometimes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I grinch. We made it a year. We're feeling good. We're here yeah. to get ready for it. And the, the best thing about the one-year anniversary is it means we're so close to the start of the season. Because, you know, we've got the summer months, the summer doldrums, they're coming to an end. 
We've got football on the horizon. We've got basketball right after that. We've got all sorts of good stuff happening in between. It's going to be, I, I think, a like last year, a highly interesting upcoming season. I think expectations aren't where you would like them to be for either of the two spotlight programs in the sport, but there are intriguing things going on. Uh, I think last year, the first episode that we did, we talked, the first week certainly, we talked heavily about, like, this is going to be the defining year for Scott Satterfield and Chris Mack. This is going to, <laughs> like, we're going to figure out how we feel about them because right now nobody knows exactly what to feel. And with Satterfield, for a, a brief moment in time, it seemed like the answer was, we don't like this guy, we want him out. And then he goes and gets the highest rated recruiting class in history. And so we're like, eh, we'll give this guy a second chance. We'll see what happens. And with Chris Mack, the, the answer was very clear. We didn't know at the time when we started the show that he was going to be suspended for the first month of the season. But we knew if he didn't have the type of year that he needed to have, that people were going to be on the fire Chris Mack bandwagon. And who would have thought that we would, you know, the, the bandwagon wouldn't even need to last until the end of the season because Chris Mack would be like, cool. I'm going to fire myself. I'm done. Um, and the other sports, we knew they were going to be good. They were even better than we thought they were going to be. I think that's still the case. But the more things change, the the, the less they change. Because here we are. I think we're still sort of in the same boat with Satterfield a year later. Well, I mean, we're both technically. I mean, we're, our thoughts going into this basketball season is pretty much the same. Just the names have changed. Yeah. We, we have no idea what we're going to get. We, we, we're, we just, we're anticipating just to see what they look like. There's so many questions to be answered. So many... I mean, in, in a way, still so many new faces because of the the big change in the coaching staff in general around Mac last year going into last season. Names so changed so quickly. I still They're going to play name, so much faster. I can't name two of the three of them. The offense is going to be yeah. so much better. <laughs> I mean, and the football, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's it's weird. Like, we're in the exact same. I guess the only difference between this year and last year is I have a little more optimism going into the first game. Where well actually I have a lot more. You should I, have a lot more. Yeah, a lot more. Well, then again, <laughs> if I had a lot more, we wouldn't yet every day send out a begging. Scott, <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Trevor needs some more optimism. I just that's all I'm asking for, because I was very negative going into the Ole Miss game last year. Well, I, I wasn't negative for the whole season, but like you were trying to stay like look for the the silver lining and things. I know you know. We, I don't think that's true. I mean, I, I predicted us to lose by 17. I think you just predicted us to lose by like 28. Yeah, were, I didn't think we'd even be in the game. You were yeah. closer. <laughs> I thought we would lose that game. I, I think I think everybody just kind of wanted like my whole thing was like if they keep it close, if they keep if they stay within range, I feel like we can have a really good season. And they didn't really keep it. Close. I mean, they showed life in the second half, which again was like you know, know. we're revisiting conversations from a year ago, but it was like, how much do you really take out of that? And the answer was well, technically I wasn't here bit. the day after that the the show after that game went a year ago. So that's right. It was it was just me so doing here's it by my myself. Thoughts. And I was furious. I, it was like me just like yelling into a void for three hours. It was great. Poor Gary was like, who is this guy? Why is he so upset? <laughs> well, he came really like Gary didn't watch the Ole Miss game. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's it's kind of weird. Yes, yeah, South Saint, you're right. Things are different, but yet they say so now the only difference is we we have a lot more optimism going into the volleyball this season. We certainly do. I mean we have uh, we have optimism going into the baseball season. We do. We had optimism last year, but it was a yeah. still a non top twenty five team. This year should be like top ten. We again have uh, a large amount of optimism going into the women's basketball team. Of course, it's kind of the same place we were last yeah, year. Maybe a much. little bit less. I don't know. Eh, no, I think we're we're pretty. I was I was. I think we it was final four bus last year as well. Well, this year's team, but they're kind of like these preseason rankings have them like sort of like that eight to twelve range as opposed to well, last good. year where they were all I top like five. Respect. Yeah, we, we're getting I mean, <laughs> not no respect, but less respect <laughs> I think than last year. We'll see. But uh, you're you're right. But back to the the original thing, which is the football team. It's I tell you what, the one nice thing is it is, it is a lot more pleasant going into Syracuse week one instead of Ole Miss. It is, which is why I, I mean, <laughs> everybody gets all upset about Remember, Petrino's whole philosophy was he loved the 
the showcase games against big-time teams in Week 1. He wanted the Auburn game, the Alabama game. And I was always like, you know, I, I like it. It's good for summer hype. It's good for radio. But I also like starting the season with a win. I, I like, you know, I'm okay with playing Murray there, State There was one. some hope going into those, with the exception of the Alabama game. I think there was a little bit of hope in the Auburn game, maybe? A little bit, but the, you remember that Auburn team was preseason top five. Yeah, I know. And Even we though they, they had a down year, I think. They ended but, up being bad. Yeah. And I do remember walking out of Atlanta and being like, either we're a lot better than we think we are, or that's definitely not a top five team. And the was, latter was true. Yeah. <laughs> they, like the next week, they almost lost in overtime, I think, to like Jacksonville State. Like, and then, I mean, there were, I guess there were some that had hope going into Alabama, but they were the same ones that yeah, they ended up. I don't up, know who. They left Alabama the same way I left last year's UK game with hope. I spent that whole summer just making jokes. Like, I was like, you know what? <laughs> we're undefeated against Alabama. 1-0 record lifetime. Like, winning a highest winning percentage. And that was my whole shtick. Was like, because like, I'm not going to talk seriously about this game because I think we're going to get smashed. And we got smashed. I, I spent the whole summer getting joked on about how there are little fans that think they have a chance. Well, you got to have fun with it. And we tried to have fun <laughs> with it, which is what we do here on this Mike Rutherford show every day from 3 to 6, except for days like today when we're 3 to 5 because we have the little bats coming well, on at 6 It's our anniversary. We're taking off early, baby. Taking off early. And then not just today, the next two days as well. Of course, I'm spending our anniversary working in the bats game tonight. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, one of us gets to take off early. You just get to go to a different place and keep working. Yeah. But that's okay. That's, uh, yeah, it's not. not a big deal. I get to hang out with Nick Kern, who I got to. Probably could have, should have had Nick on today. We might have him on tomorrow, actually. Karen's like, damn it. <laughs> He's like, listening right now. Really? I don't know if he knows him. Because last time I, I filled in for him, Jim had sent him, Jim, who does our, usually does our games, Jim Lewis. Uh, he's out today because it's his wife's birthday. And he's, he texted him and said, oh, I'm out. Trevor's going to fill in. So I don't know if he knows today, though, that, that I'm, I'm coming in. He'll find out very quickly. I want to surprise him as soon as he, like, he turns on the mic. He's like, hello, hey. I just want to be like, hey! Who's your favorite Royal Rumble <laughs> first exit of all time? Be- better Rumble, 92 or 03? And then you don't even let him answer. You just like start talking for 30 minutes about your answer. <laughs> Nick's like, all right. I'll... Well, it was a rhetorical question. I'll see you at first pitch. <laughs> uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line if you want to weigh in with your favorite memories from the the first year of the Mike Rutherford show. Please help us because I don't have any. You can do <laughs> so, yeah. I've forgotten them. <laughs> <laughs> what does stand out? Because the bender, the bender, five o'clock hour. That whole is the day between that, that and my, me finally giving you my PlayStation story. The, the, were, the DVD story was. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, we lost like twenty five percent of our viewership in that ten minute span, but it was probably worth it. It's okay. Uh, that's up there. Um, blanket day was up there. Oh yes. Well, and by the way, speaking of blanket day, there's a new box out there. No. Oh, Did you notice that? No. You notice right by the front door is a box with like some trash in it. Or no. Something? No, I didn't. What's in the box? What's in the box? I don't want to know what's in the box. Great movie. Uh, it actually says, how does this? How, how did Mike Rutherford even end up on the station? It's it's a it's a tangled web. To the the story of me. We were the last ones left. Immersing on the big X. <laughs> well, I got. So we, we got laid off from iHeart. He, he made it around his way around. He finally got to we're the fat girl at the bar at three a.m. <laughs> no, not 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 necessarily. We got laid off from iHeart in January of 2020, and. You know, when that happens, everybody does the thing where it's like, you'll be back. And, it's you know, and people do reach out to you and they're like, when your non-competes up, like, let's talk. And I, I felt like pretty good about job prospects. And then my non-compete ran up and the end of the world was upon us. Like COVID had fully taken control of everybody and nobody had any money. Nobody was hiring. Everybody was just waiting to see how this whole thing was going to yep. play out. And so I was just kind of, you know, stuck on the sidelines for a little bit. Of time. It was just, once again, awful timing plaguing me throughout my career. It's, it's been a theme. It's fine. I'll deal with it. And then, like, Dugan was the guy who, like, kept calling throughout all. Like, you know, he wanted to talk. He wanted to talk. And at that time, like, I'm 
Mary's working full time. I'm still doing Card Chronicle stuff and the SB Nation stuff, which we ended up getting all furloughed and left behind shortly thereafter. But like I'm, we don't have childcare, so I'm watching Virginia during the day. Like I don't have time. I, I couldn't do a radio show. I did fill in for the Cardinal Insider for Jody Demling when he got sick, but that was like an hour out of my day that I could do it in my basement. So it was really easy. So Dugan kept pestering me, and I kept being like, you know, maybe He's good at that. Maybe down the line. Maybe down the line. Maybe down the line. And I, you know, sort of in the back of my mind thinking like it's, you know. It's not going to be worth my while. Like, if it's between, you know, I, I, I'm too old to do this for free at this point, or something akin to for free. Like, if it's not unless gonna be, Mary gets raised. Well, I mean, even then, I'm probably not going to do it for free. <laughs> like, I, I've I've done this too long to just do it for for you know, shekels. But um, time goes on. Yeah, the, the the landscape here remains the same because COVID doesn't go away, and Dugan keeps calling, and I'm still I, here. I, I keep being like, you know. Yeah, boy, don't I know it. Uh, I keep being like, you know, maybe, maybe you know, we, we can talk down the line. And then he finally comes up with, like, a proposal. And I'm like, this might be doable. I meet with Troy uh, and Dugan at Rooster's. We have a lunch, and it goes very well. I like both of them. They come up with a proposal that makes it worth my while. And I'm kind of surprised. And I'm, I'm like, okay, this sounds like maybe we could do it. They show me the studios. They give the YouTube pitch. I'm in, of course. And then I, uh, we do the conference call where you're the only person who doesn't have a video turned on because I find out later you're in bed. That was like, what, a week and a half before the show. Two days after I found out we were doing a show. Like, he tells me, he calls They me moved with, very quickly. He once calls they got me, me was in. like, hey, uh, he's like, we're, we're, I think we're gonna, we've got some ideas about the afternoon show. I'm like, okay, cool. What's, what's he's like? We got Mike Rutherford, and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And I was like, wait, he's like, two weeks. I'm like, they actually wanted what? They actually wanted to do it a week earlier. Like, I know. Troy was like, August 9th, we'll do it. And I was like, well, that's like four days from now. I'm like, I kind of need to maybe get some uh, some other, some other my ducks in a row here before then. So he's like, I need you on the conference call. I was like, okay, what time? He's like, we're going to zoom you in around 8 a.m. I'm like, oh, huh? <laughs> so You did sound like you were half dead during the conference call. <laughs> Lucky I had I didn't have the camera on because I was in bed. <laughs> I'm just laying which there. I found out later, which made sense because you were the only person who did not have the camera yeah, on. Yeah, I was like <laughs> and I'm sitting there just like probably smoking a cigarette laying in bed. Like I don't even know what to really contribute. I don't I don't know what what, what do they want me to say? Like what, what, hi? <laughs> they were they were short on details, high on excitement. <laughs> I mean, I, was like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, okay. The thing that because it, it ended up just working out well because their whole thing was because I, I, you know, I was saying, I can't do a three-hour show by myself. I know some people can. Like that's not, like, I, I can't do it. I, I like making jokes, and it, you can't make it even if it's funny. You can't make a joke when you're on the air by yourself because you've got no idea if anybody's laughing, and it just sounds awkward when you make your joke and you're like, so there's that. Uh, much more awkward when I make it and you don't laugh at me. <laughs> well, but but that's you know again that's the, the that's the give and the take. And then some people in the text line will be like, that was hilarious. Why didn't you laugh? And then we can yeah you know, we can get into it. But like <laughs> yeah. I can't do the monotone like three hours. I know some people can. Some people are very good at it. I think our guy Nick Coffee does a great job. Yeah. Doing the show I pretty much by it. himself. I could never do three hours by myself. Nick still does have his producer with him as well. He does. He, does, he doesn't use him as much. But, but he's it's pretty much him. Yeah. Just just going, which is impressive. But I I can't do a show like that. And. So I kind of told them, you know, I need, I'm going to need a second voice. And they're like, you know, I don't know if it was just naivety, but like, they were like, people will be flocking to do the show with you for free. I'm like, no, that's not like, no, like I'll be able to, do a, like, you're not going to get a permanent guest host from three to six in the afternoon for somebody who you're not going to pay. Or, usually if you're not going to pay them, they usually have another job and exactly. they're willing to do it. And if it's three to six, that's during their other job. Exactly. So we've been, I've been lucky when you've been gone to sometimes when you've been here to like have people come in and help out who just want to be do the radio just because they love it. But for the most part, like you're not going to get a full-time guest. host. it's not going to be Mike Rutherford featuring whoever, and they're going to just do it for free every day for the love of the game. And what you do get when you get that 
You're looking right at you it, You get Trevor Kelsey. You, um, get, you get me. Yeah, you get what you pay for, my man. But I just, so I didn't. I knew, I knew who you were. I, I knew you'd done radio forever. I'd never had had worked with you. Hadn't really met you until we came in here. Yeah, I mean, we'd maybe cross paths at a I'm game sure we or had something. At some point. But yeah, but we do that first, like um, that 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 sort of fake show where we go on air but it's not a real show we're just kind of testing making sure we can go on it just randomly went on air for an hour was it an hour just busting in on the middle like programming the middle of the day anybody who was listening was like what the hell um which is like five people we we didn't even put it out there on social media we just no we didn't want anybody to know We're like from four to five we're just gonna do a show we were just trying to make sure it worked and like i was like okay like we kind of we had similar tastes similar thoughts and like you definitely could talk and i was like this is this might work out well just doing it this way and that's kind of we just sort of I don't know, mixed and match for the first month until I figured it out, and I was kind of got the vibe of the show, and then we just kind of went with it because we had no really other alternatives, <laughs> so it worked out pretty well. Within the first week is when you what was it you said you just you described a conversation with me like trying to pull your stroller on lock through a gravel. It wasn't the road. first week. That was <laughs> I was nice to her for the first week or so. I think it was like the second or third week where I was like try, I'm, me trying to tell a story without you interjecting, <laughs> like trying to push a stroller on lock through a gravel parking lot. That's still one of the best ones I've heard. It was it's still very true. <laughs> You just you, you gotta just get, keep going. You can't just get deterred by the fact that it's, you're, you're tugging along. Um, but that was kind of how the show came about. And you know they wanted to remember we did. They wanted to be the Mike Rutherford show, and I wanted to open it up to the, the listeners to name the show because I thought that would be a cool way to get our feet wet and kind of generate some enthusiasm and attention. And then the only name submissions we got the first week were awful. Oh yeah. And they basically were like, we want it to be the Mike Rutherford show, like. So it's going to be the Mike Rutherford show. And I was like, okay, Lister contest is canceled. And it became the Mike Rutherford show. And uh, here we are a year later. More people just suggested TK and Friends. More, We just, like, we're three votes away. <laughs> At that point in time, though. There was, no, there was, there was a minimum vote count. Yes. At that point in time, nobody knew how much of an influence TK was going to be on the Friends. <laughs> namely me. Uh, but that, that was that was how it all came about. It was very it was it was it happened very quick like i did i didn't think it was going to happen i kind of was ready to sort of give up on radio or wait till you know more time down the line i i actually had signed a deal to be to do a podcast with carrie rhodes um oh, nice. which was going I, I pretty much did it just because i wanted to like be friends with carrie rhodes because i think he's awesome <laughs> and we had we had like mutual phone conversation multiple phone conversations together and it was going to be for last football season. I was like, maybe I could just do this instead of getting back in radio. And the Card Chronicle podcast is doing well. I can just do these two things. And then the guys who had signed us to the deal with the podcast, they made all these promises beforehand. And then when we get on the call for like how this is going to work, they were asking way more of us than they had originally let on. They're like, <laughs> like you need to buy this equipment. You need to like have this editing. And I'm like, I'm, I was like, I have time to get on the, the phone with Carrie and like talk for an hour. I don't have time to like edit this podcast and buy all this equipment and make it all right. Edit? Who needs to edit? Exactly. Just put it out there right as it is. And which is how, I mean, that's how the Car Chronicle podcast, anybody who's ever listened to it knows yeah. that's exactly how that works. Well, edit um, it out and make it sound better than it really is. We want it out there all in its, its glory. Exactly. And, and Carrie kind of agreed. He's like, this is not what we signed up for. And they were just kind of dismissive of our worries. And they, you know, they, they, it wasn't going to be a good deal. So I backed out of that. I was like, no, this is not, not good. Um, and then this worked out real well, and it's still working out real well. Kerry Rhodes came to Cardboard Hills and did an autograph session. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He had some cool stories, too, that he was going to tell on the podcast that we got to miss out, including one about how he almost left the Jets when he was in contract negotiations because he was going to play in the NBA. <laughs> it was one of those where I was like, were you really? <laughs> or did you think you were going to go play in the try it. Yeah. That, that was, he was like, I'll tell the story on the podcast. I was like, cool. I'm assuming one story was never going to be the dropped interception, right? 
That did not come up during yeah, our, our casual conversation. How long How long in doing a podcast with Kerry Rhodes would you wait to bring that up? We'd have to get very comfortable. <laughs> It'd have to be like our one-year anniversary, and we'd have to be like, I would have had to have like had multiple sleepovers at his house. He just like, announced me as his child's godfather. Exactly. Like, something, something along those lines, like, yeah, he's he's the godparent of Rutherford Child number three, if that ever happened. Like, we'd have to be on those terms if we were going to bring it up. It's like, so the game. I mean, would you even bring up the Miami game in general? Like, or would you just treat it like uh, when Family Guy, when they went to Germany, like, it didn't happen. We played 11 games that year. I would just pass the Undefeated going against Stone in the, I, in the bowl game. I would just be, like, super <laughs> passive-aggressive about it and just be like, is there one play that ever just, like, sticks to you, like, like sticks with you that you just, you know, you, you wish you could, if you could take it back, you do something a little bit different, Here's maybe it. from your college days. He's like, you know, yeah, we, we went in high school. No, 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 no. Let's, uh, I, we're focusing on U of L. <laughs> Let's play Word Association. Brock Bolin. <laughs> no, it was it was it was Brock Berlin. That was the full or running back. Who is the running, who is the quarterback now? Brock Berlin. Brock Berlin, yeah. yeah. Berlin, sorry. God, man. Another yeah. Brock. But that was yeah. God, it, he sucked too. It did not come. Carrie wrote the thing about having like the conversations with him is he he'd be like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "I'm watching my daughter." And he'd be like, "I just got done shooting a music video in California." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's how this podcast is gonna work." That's one of two games I uh, I injured myself because we lost the game. The UK, the first one in '94, when I, I broke my foot kicking the wall <laughs> after after we lost the game, I was so angry. And then the other one was that game Miami. I watched it with some friends, one of which happens to be a Miami fan, at least he was at the time because he's a bandwagoner. Uh, he's a Miami and Notre Dame fan. I'm like, what? Come on, <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible combination. That's a exactly, that's like drinking that. big red and vodka. You can't do that. So, but I but we. Uh, Slightly intoxicated at the game, during the game at Beepo Brady's. We'll give him a little shout real quick. And uh, after we lost the game, I was so angry again. I went out and I kicked the wall and I broke a toe. <laughs> I didn't break my foot, thankfully, this time. But I didn't. I don't think I, think I broke it. It's like my little toe because I just kicked the side of it. It's so much cooler than the story and I told last week about punching the shower head after the TCU loss in 03 and like getting like a, a tiny bit of blood and then almost passing out in the shower because I hated blood <laughs> I so never, much. I've never passed out. I don't think I've ever passed out like. I haven't either. I've come close. I mean, just from the side of something. Like, I mean, I've passed out like alcohol and well, yeah, drug, you know, related, related, but. Yeah, and I've never, I've only, I've only, I've only blacked <laughs> out, thing. I've only blacked out once in my life. Like, I, of all the things you think, I've, I've only woke up one time going, I don't remember anything. From I was going to say, I've blacked out too many times. Now, there'll be times, like, Not somebody would be like, did you remember saying that? And I'm like, I don't remember saying that. That's me every day on the show. But, like, I do remember. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, good. That's it was just, five minutes ago. That's not just me, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll call on the text line after I get in the car, we leave, and be like, Somebody else say something I said. I'm like, did, did I really say that? It was like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I'm. You know. I'm kind of like in the debate team in old old school. I just kind of. I kind of zone out like Will Ferrell. It's kind of the whole show. That's, yeah. That's kind of that's, that's <laughs> summed up the whole show right there. It's the crux. Uh, text 5024141450 is the Thornton sex line. Text says, I listened to the second half of yesterday's episode via the podcast, and there was a solid minute straight of Trevor just talking and trying to figure out what he wanted to say in the middle of it, and I about lost my mind. He said the same thing four times and still couldn't figure out what he was wanting to say. I love this show, and I love Trevor, though. There was, I think I know what he's talking about. There was, I was looking for a word, and I couldn't remember it, and I just kept trying to think of it, and I still don't remember what the word was now. Texas Mike, we all knew that you would still be here after a year. Honestly, I'm just surprised Trevor lived another year. Glad you're still with us, TK. The show wouldn't be the same without you. You're not the only one, Texer. I'm, I've, I've, there's doctors that are still amazed right now. Texas, my one-year highlight is that day that Trevor mispronounced that word. You know that day? Also when Jenna went full Joe Pesci. That's also a great memory of the show. 
Yeah. Recent, yeah. but also very good. Texas, happy anniversary to my favorite duo of a sports talk show who only talk about sports 40% of the time. Here's to many more years of constant hilarious derailment. That Thank much. You. Yeah, that's, I was going to say that. I mean, that, that, we'll, we'll get, we talk more sports as the season goes along. The summertime's been... This summer's gone by fast, too, has it? It really has. Probably because I got, got sick and like I don't remember half of it, so... Yeah. It feels like that just happened, and like my mind's been play-doh for the last four months but i mean i thought we were going to talk more baseball we have i mean the blue jays are playing well amazingly the orioles are right there now with us dude. the reds starting off like two and 57 yeah that didn't help kind of put a thwarted those plans pretty heavily yeah <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can be a thorn in the side a little bit but we do i mean when we get back we get into our rhythm once the season starts i feel like we're pretty heavy on we'll have occasional derailments but for the most part it's reacting to the past football game what does the next game mean? All that good stuff. We'll have those Wednesday shows where the text line lets us get a little bit loose because that's, you know. Your... Wednesdays? Yesterday's the, for the first hour we talked about Game about, of Thrones about, and Harry Nipples. I'm talking about in season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In season, you get to Wednesdays. You have your two days removed from the last game. Yeah. You're two days away from the next game. Like, it's kind of, that's the way it works. And also, we've got the games this year. We are, They're trying to figure out now, like, you know, speaking of, like, trying to make plans. You like, don't even talk about I know. Plans. Troy and Dugan are trying to figure out, like, the pregame stuff and how we're going to do the first game. I'm like, you know, you guys tell me. Like, like this is I, I can't. I'm not controlling this. I don't know what we're doing, but we'll we'll figure it out. We're I gonna get it done. I started adding, I started updating our uh, calendar for all our play by play for the next few months. And it's a lot. It's it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's gonna work well. We're gonna find we're gonna find a home for everybody. 970 WGTK, your new home for uh, Cardinal Athletics. Also 93.9 mm-hmm. The Ville. We'll have the games. We'll have some games over here on 1450 The Big X. And then reminding you guys again this fall, the two powerhouse programs in this area. You got St. X on the Big X this year. It's going to be fantastic. John Spears calling the action. He's back. And then we've got Trinity over on 970. Uh, we'll also have Indiana High School Sports here. I know we've had, you know, we, we got it all here. It's what the Big X does. It's what the WGTK family does. We're good. No love for Wagner. No, you know, Wagner. Can I? I wonder I, if Wagner's ever been on a radio radio broadcast. I'm sure they have at some point. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> the year was 1987. I drive, so I, yeah, I live right by Wagner. And you do you live closer you live as close to as anybody. Yeah, so what you know, my guy Jamie Dumpstorf, I gotta call him out a little bit. The AD over there, oh. my old gym teacher. Every summer I notice like the, the Wagner football field is is bright this time of year. It's green, it's ready for the first action, ready to go. And then like most grass fields do, as the season goes on, you get towards like the playoff time, it turns brown. I remember Trinity's field used to always do that. It was like a sign of playoff football being here when the, the grass was all brown. And um, now they got the turf going. But the other day I drove, I'm driving by, actually yesterday I'm driving by Wagner's field. It's already looking a little brown. I don't know if they haven't been watering it enough or what's going on. Or if it was just like the, the, the periods of sustained droughts have ruined it. But I don't know. It's not looking great. I drove by for the first time not too long ago. and it, they, ha- they have changed it. it it's, I, I know this might sound insane to say, but it's been updated. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's still got the nice, it's, it's still got the, the chain link fence around it, which is why I got the nickname the cage. It does. I used to, I, I, when I walk, when I walk Penny on Friday nights when they're playing games, I would just like walk up there, like we'd catch a, a couple just, of yeah. plays. I once saw a ridiculous run by, I can't remember the kid's name, the kid who signed with Louisville and then ended up not qualifying. Who was going to go here? He transferred from Manuel, who played for Wagner for a year. They had those two really good kids. The one went to Duke, the defensive player. Oh yeah, the two, the one that did the laser, uh, the the superhero thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then. Um, Oh, I don't remember. They're both yeah, they're both defensive linemen. One, I think one is at EKU now. I think they both ended up going to EKU. Maybe you're right. Jarris Brents is the kid I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. He had this ridiculous run. Like as I'm like watching, and it ended up being like all over the internet. This run that he had, where he made like 15 Boyle County kids miss and, and scored a touchdown. But that was always fun going up there and just like walking past. Jamie would always try to be like, just come to the game. I'm like I can't, just I'm not gonna go up the press box and 
you know, leave my daughter, my one-year-old daughter screaming at home. But it's always a sign that football's back when the Wagner, when you hear the Wagner and Trinity uh, PAs battling in the, the distance in our backyard, it's always a fun time. Uh, well, my favorite part of Wagner sports athletics is that, that, that time when Alfonso Smith was in the NFL and he was, then Wagner had one guy in the NFL and Trinity had zero. There you go. That was the, the bragging point I had for like a year and a half. Texas, Trevor, congrats on the one-year anniversary. 365 days straight of fast food and still going strong. Um, <laughs> says, Mike, you should hire Sully to be your new sidekick now. He ain't fast food today. I didn't get lunch, Dan. I'm going to grab because I'm going to grab something on the way to the studio to do the bats game. Rutherford and Sullivan. Mike and Sully. Who's Sullivan? Tim Sullivan. He oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's available now, isn't he? We can bring him on. Mike and Sully could be like uh, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be... I mean, talk about like a... a, a, a a three Stooges lineup between you, me, and Sullivan in here. I mean, just three completely different personalities. Like, Tim would be like, I hate everything. I'm old. Anything new. Well, actually, you guys would kind of get along. Yeah, I was going to say, that, like, that part, we would, we would hit it off. But he would also, I think, hate your opinions on sports. And then I would Probably. just be sitting here. He would just be trying. I don't know how. how I, I wouldn't even fit in the show. It'd be, mm-hmm. I'd be on this. I'd be like Stad Boy. Who'd be the most awkward person to add is Louisville media and local Louisville media to, the, to, our, to our group? That's that a good would, question. Would it be so? I'm thinking like Rick. Probably. Like, Bozich would be awkward. I think he, but even I, I, I think he. But like we nerd out about baseball then, all three of yeah, us. Yeah. And he, everybody would just hate the show. And he and me and him would get along with our old school stats because he's old school too, like that. Because he, he, me and him would start naming off old stats. And you'd get, you'd get frustrated. Once again, I'd be on the sidelines. You'd just be like over there just Googling. I would talk. <laughs> I'd talk less on my own show than any of the other two people. It's actually says it's got to be Fred Calgill. Ooh. <laughs> you want to talk about me talking last on the show? If you put Fred on the show, then I, n- neither one of us are talking at all. It's Cowgirl for 30, three hours. That's only awkward since the uh, lawsuit, though. <laughs> exactly. Texas says, uh, does Trevor know what blacking out is? Like, other than the West Virginia game? Yeah, you said you've never, you only blacked out once. Yeah, it's when you... When I you... think that person is not believing that that's accurate. Yeah, it's when you like wake up next day and you have no recollection of anything from the night before. At a certain point, I don't think that that's it, like not entirely. Like, oh no, mine was entirely. Like you can remember some parts of the night, but then like there's a part where you black out and you don't remember anything from that point forward. No, like there, the, mine was an entire night. Like the next, that's the, pretty extreme. The next, the next day, uh, I was with the, one of the young ladies who was with us, hanging out with us, was telling me some things I did and I had no memory of it. Always a good feeling. But she showed me proof of something. Saying, I don't miss those days. <laughs> Apparently, just to make a long story short, I, I found I thought I found it amusing to you ever taken a matchbook and taking the match and shot it like shot the matches off. No, but I've seen people do it. Yeah, I found that to be funny while she was driving. Apparently, that's not a good idea. <laughs> no, 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 and I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. She takes me to the car and she shows me all the match heads in the back seat, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna apologize right now. She's <laughs> like, it's okay. Seriously, I'm assuming since you had an active non-compete after being laid off, it came with a severance package. It better have. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> you didn't even get your bobbleheads. I didn't get my bobbleheads back. You didn't even get severance package. They didn't even give you the things you owned. I mean, the severance package is we got paid for the period of time during our non-compete, but that was that was it. And they tried to, like, like they tried to make the non-compete longer than the period of time where I was still going to get paid. Which was, I'm like, no. Say what? Yeah, like, I was like, that's not. So we, I, I fought, mean, mo- fought back. You're not compete was what, 90 days probably? Yes. Yeah, and they yeah. tried to make it like six months. And I'm like, you can't make me sit on the sidelines when you're not paying me to sit on the sidelines. So that's not going to happen. And then, of course, I fight so hard to get that taken down. And again, right when the non compete ends, it's April of 2020. 
like the height of nobody's doing anything and everybody's terrified to make any sort of move. I'm like, well, this is great. This is wonderful. Texas, my highlight is going to bat for you guys when I tell people how good of a show you guys do. It always leads back to, quote, you actually listen to this. <laughs> I'm glad we make you proud, but we appreciate the support. <laughs> Texas says, can we call ourselves the official radio show of the Louisville Cardinals? I think we can. Yeah. I'm not sure if Louisville would like that, but. I'm not, there's a lot of things we say about Louisville they don't like. But... We have the games now, so yeah. we feel good. I mean, do I, I think of Ashes, do I have to be, does it mean I have to be nicer to, like, in my opinion about some things? No. I mean, I feel like, because I've been on, I was on 790 when 790 had the games, and I felt like I was myself during those times. Like, I, I never centered myself. I never was, like, told to really center myself. There's only was one time I've ever been doing radio where somebody has, like, come in, a boss has been, like, and it was before an interview, and they said, I, I felt so uneasy about the whole thing. They're like, hey, just so you know, all fastballs, no curveballs during this interview. And I was like, no speed, only speedballs, only speedballs. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, just like kind of like gets in my face. And he's like, no curveballs. I was like, <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Like this is no. But everything like when I was on set, like I never got like approached by anybody at U of L. Who was like, you need to be nicer. We have the games or anything like that. Um, I just I, I kind of called a spade a spade. Thankfully, the teams were good enough during those. And this was also during the period of time where Patino was being fired and we had, um, you know, unrest and people were mad at everybody and you kind of had to give your opinion. I feel like. This show, we're going to continue to do what we've always done, which is if like, we're fans, we, we don't. The only difference between because people talk, what's the difference between fan journalism and normal journalism? I think it can be the same. The big difference is you include your emotions like you can be an objective radio person talking about a game and saying, you know, the team played lousy. This was the final score. This is why they played lousy. And that can be it. If you're us, we can say the team played lousy. This is why they played lousy. This was the final score. And we're pissed off about it, or we're upset about it. And the, the opposite is true too. Like when if things are good, if this team dramatically overachieves in football, we can, you know, we're gonna throw it in people's faces. We're gonna be overly uh, excited about it. That's the way it works. We're <laughs> we are fans first. Excited. We are fans first. Radio dudes second. I think that that's sort of the way the show works, and maybe that's part of the charm. That should be the name of the new show, Radio Dudes. Radio Dudes. Uh, Texas Mike and Trevor. I would love to see you do a show with Jerry Eves. How long could you last? Oh, I would. I I just see the thing is, is that I would have to be nice to Jerry, because if I didn't, my grandmother would come down from heaven and smack the crap out of me. Mama went to high school. She's with him. my grandmother taught him in, at, at Norton Elementary. And I went to Norton Elementary. She was uh, she was his fourth grade teacher, and oh, she loved Jerry's. She always that was her favorite player. I've met Jerry a couple times. I, this is not me trying to be mean or anything. I've never listened to the, the show. I know I they were over the station. Yeah. I, only time I've heard about it recently. I, I mean, people will text in the show and be like, Jerry, you said this. Jerry, you said that. Yeah. I'm not and there was that. the one time where he apparently went off on my website, which I I still didn't hear that. But, you know, I still. Were, were you more like, cool, Jerry reads the website. <laughs> I, not not, have been not really. <laughs> but I was like, that's fine. It, yeah, everybody's welcome to their own opinion. But <laughs> so I, I couldn't really tell you how a show with Jerry Eves would go. But people kind of the way they talk about it leads me to believe maybe not well, but who knows? I would be okay with Jerry. I just have a feeling after like a, like a week or so, he would just walk out on us. He probably would. He would just, be but like, that's everybody. That's, that's not really specific <laughs> to Jerry. That's, that's a long list of people. It's not, it's not really him. That's, and, we, and we had an intern walk out on us for God's sakes. We did. <laughs> we had to replace. Texas 93.9 has coach Scotty D doing his own show. Uh, can big X get coach Ricky P once a week to do an hour with Mike and Sully on here? <laughs> No, I don't think that would fly. 
I don't think the being the new home of that may be one area where U of Alex would have to step in and be like, no, you can't have a Rick Patino show <laughs> on Why the, not? the home of the Louisville games. How about we have a, a Patino and Jared show, the P, P, P and J, PJ show. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't go great. I thought they had their golf scramble um, yesterday at uh, the Iona Graphs golf scramble, and a number of like local people were there. And um, I mean, it was the pictures were great. It did make me miss, miss Rick a little bit. But um, I'm trying to think of what was the. Now I'm stumbling. I can't remember. There was something funny that happened, and now I'm just completely drawing. I a missed blank. it, so I don't know what funny happened. Um. Oh, my my guy Tom O'Grady, who runs, he, he does the Focus Water, which is now everywhere. Oh he, yeah. He's hit a hole in one at the Iona Golf Scramble, one of Mercedes. This is like the last nice. guy in Louisville who needs a new car. And no, I was like, of course. I was yeah. like, yeah, th- that's the way it works. But, the rich guy that wins the lottery. But props to Tom. He's an awesome dude. It's my day on the lottery ticket. I got to buy my lottery ticket on the way to the studio today. Texas, I would like to see a KSR Card Chronicle crossover show that would feature Trevor versus Ryan Lemon Jeopardy game to determine which fan base is smarter. <laughs> Could you beat Ryan Lemon in a Jeopardy game? Um, Does it depend on the topics? Oh yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, he's probably he's probably a smart dude. So I mean, I'm I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it depends if we kind of talk. You're right. It depends what topics we get. Like, are we gonna get like if sports comes up, he's got no chance. Like U.S. history, I think I can hold my own. But if it comes to like I don't know, like Matt Jones's favorite fruits, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know nearly enough about Ryan Lemon to like know have any idea how to handicap this. Like, like I, I know, I know, I know. I think he's like, uh, I think he's he's a real estate. So anything like involving, okay, like, like he's a real estate guy. I think, I think so. Yeah, I could be wrong. What's he doing on the radio? I mean, he's just yeah, he's just hanging out with Matt. Okay. <laughs> so I guess that's it. Say no more. Texas, I think we could do it. Yeah, it'd be okay. Texas, we need uh, more live shows in year two. We should do like a battle of network stars with the local radio shows. That'd be fun. That would be cool. Nobody would watch. Like <laughs> it'd lose money every day. Me but... and Ryan Lemon on like doing like the uh, the the uh, the thing where you have this, the 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 swords with the the, the things and you the, on the on the, we're standing on the beam. What jousting? <laughs> not jousting. What you want to joust, Ryan Lemon? Not jousting. What is it when you're standing on the beams and you both have the? Uh, That's the... joust. Yeah, but you, is that it's still American called jousting? Gladiators? Yeah. Yeah, but I thought jousting was when you're on a horse running at each it other. It is, but that's still called like in American Gladiators. They call it jousting. Okay, yeah, that's I, that'd be cool. Me and Ryan the joust. Just... <laughs> I mean, it would take a lot to get you off that thing. I, I feel like that would be one area where you definitely would have an. I don't know how big Ryan Lemon is, but I feel like you would have an advantage. Well, my balance is not the best. Well, still, you have to knock yourself off. Like it have to be one of those where like because people would lose that way where they would just step back and let the person's momentum. It's like sumo wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Their momentum takes them off. I like how you went to sumo wrestling when you're talking about something I'm doing. Though. Well, it's the same philosophy. You and Matt Jones in the in the rings. And then what? The what? They're doing the ring ring things where you holding like, them the rings. Yeah, where you hold oh, yourself up like oh. Bernard in old school. I don't know if either one of us. Clearly, Olympic sports is not my expertise. <laughs> hope that category doesn't come up in Jeopardy. TJ Walker said we nearly named roll call quote the morning wake and take. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> wake and take with TJ Walker and Nick Roush. I think that's a good. That's a great show. I yeah. like Kentucky roll call. Although people do get it mixed up with KSR. KSR. We have textures every day. We're like, I was listening to KSR. I'm like, do you mean KRC? Yeah. I'm amazed I haven't done that before. <laughs> you probably have. You just didn't realize. It. <laughs> probably did. Texas, screw it. Make it the PB and J show. Patino, Bobby, and Jones. <laughs> <laughs> On your official home of Louisville Cardinal Athletics. Here's 
Here's Tommy. I mean, could you imagine that show lead doing the lead into like the play by play of a game? No, I can't. Now, now, now following. Now stay tuned. Locked on here on on 1450. We've got we've got the cards in Satterfield going against Syracuse. <laughs> Texas says Trevor would smoke Ryan Lemon in a trivia contest. I mean, I don't listen to as much. As, I mean, it's been a long time since I listened to Ryan Lemon on the show. So. Uh, my guy on Twitter uh, says, I, I, "I'll trust the Texers." My Twitter says, "Talking about your 790 times, I'll never forget your pregame shows with Howie and John, legendary." So the 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 pregame shows with Howie and John, we did it in I guess 2017, 2018, and 2019. And in 2018, like, you you want to talk about like having to you know call a spade a spade? It's, like, this is the like the pregame show. This is the lead into like Paul and. You know the, the crew and the actual game call. The actual pregame, because I opposed like I did a pregame show back in oh eight oh nine. We set up a stage like right across the street from the stadium. Uh, right, I mean everybody had pregame shows yeah, on competing stations. But it was yeah, it was yeah, we didn't lead I, into it. Like I did that a little bit on ninety three nine, but seven ninety was like this is the official station where the games are. Like people are yeah. turning in when you're you're walking in, and every week during that twenty eighteen season, like, and I love both these guys, but you know, I mean, John and Howie, when we got to prediction time, they were. Still believers. This team hasn't won a game in like five weeks, and they're like, you know what? We're taking down NC State today. Like, cards win like 24 20, and John's like, cards win 35 to 16. And I had to be like, here, they always made me last, too. It's just, I'm like, NC State 49 to 3. Like, what do you want me to say? So every single week I was just doing that. I think that was the score. But like, I, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Like, every week I'd be like, because like, I would try to like play into, you know, you're talking about reasons to be optimistic, because how he'd be like, actually, like, I'm hearing good things about this in practice, and you know they've got this guy who's out. We maybe can take advantage Ugh. of them there. And like I would talk about it because that's game talk. And then you get to the end, and you know they're all predicting us to win. And until the very end, I think Howie finally would just be like, Clemson 48 to, to 16. And I and like but like for a while, really good for a while they like, gave us <laughs> every single week. They're like, I I think the cards get it done today. They take down Boston College, and I would have to be like. BC forty five Louisville ten and like that was it was who was the was game rough. who was the game Raptor Florida State um I couldn't tell you okay because that would be the after that game is when I completely knew we were done somebody would beat us badly yeah because after the, even after the Florida State game I still had a little hope I think going into the next week it might have been like and then wh- whoever it was I don't even know who it was because I know we got beat. That was because that that was when I was like, okay. We oh, are that done. was the that was the Georgia Tech game where they rushed. Forward. Oh God! Remember Paul Johnson wanted to run oh, up on Brian Van Gorder. God, that game was so awful. And they only had to throw the ball I think one time, and like they made fun of us afterwards with like they're like we have another touchdown. Like I uh, know sixty six to thirty one. Funny though, by the way, uh, very funny and amusing. We played Jordan Travis at the end, and I was like, okay, well at least we have Jordan Travis. He's looking kind of good. Yeah, and then Jordan did. Travis transfers two weeks later. I don't think they even had to punt the ball once. It was bad. And that was in the very end of the game. I had too. to do that TV show, uh, Open Zaxby's with Nick Roush after the, the, that next day. I remember. I still remember that now. My guy Jacob on Twitter uh, goes, the fact that Trevor is still allowed on the air is frankly stunning, but congrats to you. Thank you. There have been multiple times where I'm like, is Trevor going to make it on the air? Are we, is somebody going to hit me up and be like, <laughs> like what am I going to do? I've never put, I've never, I've never hit you up a report on a day of a show and not come in. No, I meant like you being like forcefully taken off the air. Oh, oh, well, that's happened. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's, no, that has happened before. <laughs> Early on in the show, I was like, I don't know if it's going to last. I like this guy, but then every now and then he just comes out of left field with a quote that's probably not going to play well. <laughs> Can we say that on the air? Texas says, uh, cards are 0-1 on game days with me in studio. Ole Miss last year. 
Uh, maybe I get to redeem myself in the 2022 season. There was no TK, so I feel like I was robbed of the true Big X experience. Oh, that was that's just my guy Justin Rank. Okay. He was on because yeah, you were off not just the day after the Ole Miss game. You were off like the that week, the yeah. day before the Ole Miss week, game. Yeah. And Rank came on. Well, in my defense, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I wouldn't. My schedule wasn't assumed to have it be doing a show. That's so close. Yeah, I know. Like, I didn't know. I was like, I don't even think things planned. Because that was because then <laughs> it was Labor Day, and you know they were like, "Do you want to do a show?" I'm like, "Yeah, we have to do a show." Like it's the almost reaction. People were furious about the way the team played, and so I came in here and did it by myself, and it was just me. It was just me, like <laughs> ranting, wailing for three hours about how mad, how bad everything sucked, and people kind of like the text line was not nearly as hopping back then as it is now. And so some people were texting him, but it was like at some point, like it was just everybody saying the same thing. Like, yeah, this sucks. We played bad. I'm worried about the season. And I mean, we were still trying to take phone calls at a time. We gave up pretty quickly on the phone calls. We did. We did tap out pretty soon on that. After like the first like five days where I'm like, this just, this doesn't work. Like after like the 70th text of somebody being like, I'm trying to call and it's just going to like somebody else's office or it's just ringing and us not getting anything on the phones in here. I was like, this is it's counterproductive. I think our last caller was the guy who was angry about everything except for Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall. We're like, can you say one nice <laughs> thing? Like you, had, no, you say, like, can you give me one positive? And he just goes quiet for like goes, 10 seconds. Adam Duvall's like, leading the NL in home runs. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Hey, RBIs. We asked you. He gave us something. Well, and Adam Duvall ended up winning the World Series. That yeah. guy was kind of prophetic. But like, here on the Braves, home of the Braves, we were. But like 15% of the first two weeks of shows was just us trying to figure out the phones and like what was going <laughs> yeah. on, and then talking about the phones. And so I, I was like, you know what, we're scrapping it. My phones are done, and I think it was the right move. My favorite thing is about six months ago, I found out there's like an instruction manual right here underneath. You it. found that on on air. Like, yeah. you, were, you were like, has this been the problem the whole time? And it turns out it may have been. Because that was the thing, I kept forgetting which button to hit, hold or off. Which I know that sounds obvious when you say it out loud, but. Texas, what will happen first? Cal Perry washes Stoops' feet as an apology or the football field um, with an Oklahoma drill against Stoops to settle it all? Uh, well, I don't think Cal's washing anybody's feet. I mean, neither one of those things are happening, but yeah. the Oklahoma drill would be better. I feel like Stoops would just run over Cal. Oh, yeah. Cal wouldn't last. Yeah, he'd destroy him. I feel like Cal would think he was going to take Stoops down, though, too. Like, he would have that man. He's that guy who like thinks he can do more than he can athletically still. What should they do as an apology? Like what, what? What actions should we mean? What should we make them do? I mean, they shouldn't apologize at all. I want them to keep fighting forever. That's true. It's incredible. Maybe have maybe they they can be involved in the uh, battle of the uh, network stars with us. What if Mitch Barnhart does like the is like the Michael Scott type of like mediation school where he's like, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> John, you're coaching the football team for one game this fall. Mark. You're coaching the basketball team for one game this December. Then you're going to realize just how hard both of your jobs are, and you're going to come together. And, like, UK is 7-0 when Calipari takes over, and they get blown out by whoever their opponent is in Week 8, and Stoops loses to Duke by 50 in November or whatever they play. Wouldn't you give him the first game of the year just to, like, this cupcake? Well, no, in this hypothetical, which is oh. completely outrageous, he's going to do the stupidest thing possible, which is, like, derail their seasons. I thought you were going to tell me that when John left, Captain Mark was going to give him a big rock as a going away gift. They both get to go to the Louisville games. <laughs> that would be nice. Although if Calipari <laughs> beat us in football, that would be... Oh, just, we'd have more to lose than to gain, I'm, I think. I'm moving to Iowa. I'm just getting out of here. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going. I'll be in Des Moines. Texas says, Forward my emails there. <laughs> Texas, does 790 have any sports talk left besides Nick Coffee? Can someone please throw him a lifeline? No, they have uh, the underdogs still, don't they? Don't they just well? Don't, sorta. They, repl- don't they replay their show on 840? I, 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 I don't know. I shouldn't talk. I don't know. What it, somebody told me they, that they do just, record it and replay yeah, it. Yeah, they just I replay mean, the show that they do yeah. in the morning. But it's still sports talk. I mean, okay. I thought it was, I, and I don't even know if it's called the underdogs anymore. Yeah, I was. This was months ago. Like yeah. somebody just told me that they just they take the morning show that they do on 840 
and they just replay it on 790. So, okay. I knew they did something like that, yeah. But Nick's still, he's going strong. No, Nick's still going good. 7 to 10. Yeah, we'd love to have Nick over here. We need, on board. We need to move Nick in the mid-afternoons or something over here. Yeah. Leading right to us? I think Nick's probably happy. He's, he's enjoying it. Be Although here. I saw that they're, I, I listened to his show the other day uh, when I was coming in. I texted him about this. They're moving their studios. Like the, studio, the gigantic studio that they've always had there on Radio Drive off, off Newburgh, Newburgh Road. Yep. They're moving out of there because they've had to, like everybody in radio, let so many people go. Uh, even when I was there, it was like you know, that building, there was way too much space for the number of people that were employed there. And then obviously they've had to keep making cuts, which everybody's doing. No, um, where are they moving to? They're now? moving to where Tango said Cantina used to be on 4th Street Live. All moving downtown. Yeah. Like that little up, the up area, we go up the escalator. Yeah, yeah. Tango said used to be that bar right there on the right. Well, I don't know that, but I know, I know Fort Street, Fort Street is. Obviously. And that's where their new studios are. And so I was like, Interesting. I was like, oh my God. I was like, Nick, you're going to, t-. and he sent me a picture of him back at Fort Street with his, his uh, I think, then girlfriend, now wife. And he's like, I'm back in my element. <laughs> I, I would feel too. I worked on Fourth Street when I was doing the law stuff. I'm glad we don't have a show. Our, our studios aren't downtown or anything. I, I'm I, prefer, I prefer being right here or even in Jeffersonville. This wherever. is so much easier than because the the commute to Newburgh Road that those studios was pretty easy for me. This is even easier. I, I'm here and back in like seven eight minutes. The Newburgh one, especially because you get right off the expressway. It's, it's right, right there. there. Yeah. But this is kind of the same way. I get off the expressway at Taylorsville yeah. and it's pretty much right. There's one light that you have to wait through. But like that was easy. But going downtown, like I just remember going downtown when I was working at the law firm. I worked at the Modinger Tower, which is there at the end of fourth and Muhammad Ali. And it was just, even on good days, it was just a bear and then it's terrible leaving. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. It's just, it's, it's a lot. So I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we have this little studio. It's nice. The only time I've done downtown is when we did, uh, we did a, a show on, um, uh, did, it was with Dugan, like, uh, I can't remember the, the, the station numbers now. I'm, I'm, I'm man. 1570. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. My man Purvis Sports didn't zone. get mad at me. But uh, yeah, that's down like 15th Street or something like that. We had to do we got there, did a show from like five to six or whatever it was. And... I saw one of those old shirts from those from the sports zone when I was doing the show with Matt back in the day. <laughs> well, that that wasn't that location. It was a different location, but downtown, right, farther down even than that. But and uh, we I just, I just remember one of the, like one of the first nights we were leaving. It was it was it got dark and my man Broderick was like, "You mean walk you to the car?" I'm like, <laughs> like, no, I'm, I think I can walk myself. He's like, "Are you sure?" Are you sure? I was like, "Why?" He's like, Dude, "We're in like 20th Street, man." <laughs> like. Like, maybe, yeah, <laughs> if you don't mind. Texas says Cal was washing feet in the Bahamas this trip. Oh, was he? Texas says, who leads the MLB in batting average when you include ROE? <laughs> We're not getting back into that. So that. <laughs> Texas says, Cal versus Stoops in the Oklahoma drill would be like five offensive linemen versus a hippo. There's an obvious winner. <laughs> uh, the hippo versus the uh, offensive line debate. Which just spawned a whole lot of hippo talk. Yeah. Another classic day. On the Mike Rutherford show. All of our classic moments, none of them had like to do with sports, pretty much. Speaking of non-sports, so last night I, I rewatched the, the Battle of Winterfell. So I'm up to that point. Uh-huh. I'm gonna rewatch. And I, I was gonna about to rewatch the one after. And I started. Re- I watched like a little bit of the one after it, just to watch the celebration. And I kind of stopped halfway through it, and I'm like, I'm starting to think to myself, I don't want to even finish the rest. Yeah. Like I just want to end right there. It's the way it should end. Like like ending with, with John leaving Winterfell and like giving the sad look to the ghost and and going through the gate and I'm like cuz that's how cuz I I know I get a flack for this but with like the office but like I never finished the office cuz it got to a point where I was like I'm just I didn't originally done. either. And I've I mean, only watched it like when Mary was watching it because uh, she watched it for the first time like a year ago. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd watched it all the way through cuz I bailed when like a couple episodes after Michael left. See, I never even got that far. I, well, it goes downhill. No, after I the don't wedding. think I got that far. Like, yeah, it has its moments, but it starts to go downhill after the wedding. Thank you. You're talking about Pam and Jim, right? 
Yes. 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 And that's like the, that, I always felt like that was, should have been more of a closure point. I know you couldn't, you had to do it sooner than that, but it was after her first kid is about where I kind of faded away. Like she, she just had the first kid. Yeah, there's still are episodes. Like, there's still a good moments. There still are things that are funny like, in that part, but like it just, it starts to slide a little like bit. Like Saber's there. Your dude from the wire is there. Yeah. Um, but it was, by the way, I saw a preview for his new movie. I know he's a badass and all, but dude, he's not beating up a lion by himself. He just Alba can beat up a lion. I don't think he's like a hippo. No, I could absolutely take down. First of all, I still to this day will never be able to tell you his real name. He's just Stringer Bell to me. Idris Elba. I mean, I'll take your word for it. He's Stringer Bell. Good looking man. I mean, but I mean, there's no way he beat. Come on, man. I know he couldn't even beat Brother Mazone up. This is where you draw the line on (laughs) cinema ability. Yeah, I mean. I saw a commercial in the trailer. He's like, be, he's, he's like on the ground with a lion, going fist fisticuffs with him. You're the him, guy right? who goes through like these like dramatic thrillers. And like, there's one part where you're just like, nah. It's like, well, the whole movie's fantasy. Come on. You're watching Taken. You're like, I don't know about this. Well, no, that was. The, I was Could work, Liam really take that guy out? I was more curious why he even got his kid back. I mean, like, don't even let him. The guy's apparently a bad parent. Uh, my guy Louisville Cards on Twitter says, God bless Rutherford and the Thornton Sex Line for being here another day. We love the Thornton Sex Line. Yep. Our guy Lance McGarvey says, congrats, Mike. Fun show. Uh, we appreciate all the love coming up both on Twitter and on the Thornton Sex Line. My guy Jeremy Wallman says, congrats, my friend. Here's to many, many more. Uh, Kendrick Haskins chimes in, says, congrats, Great. my man. Uh, TJ Walker says, happy one year to the Mike Rutherford Show. We all believed in you. Appreciate that. I don't know about that. But... <laughs> There's more fingers crossed, but that's still same, same, same sentiment, right? Uh, we've got more Texas Horns <laughs> Sex Line to get to. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. Well, we didn't take a break this first hour. We had too much fun celebrating the one-year anniversary. And it's a short show, so we want to give you as much Mike and Trevor as you can possibly have. Uh, we have a couple of little ins and outs notes uh, from football practice that I want to get to. Yeah. Uh, we a couple of recruiting notes on the football front. Yeah. Ooh, some new recruiting buzz. How about buzz? And twins. Remember that commercial? Relates to what we're going to talk about. No, I don't remember the commercial. The Bud, the was it Bud Light, Budweiser? There was like I love football on TV, and then it would always end with and oh, twins. Yeah, and oh, that is course. old school. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was. I don't know the beer brand, but I do remember this. That's like and that I was that's like mid two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, was, I'm gonna look that up at the break. I'd forgotten all about that. We'll get into that. Yeah. We'll talk about some little football recruiting, and we'll take more That's of your cool. texts on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. Before we break, though, reminding you guys again, uh, First Bankers Trust. They are the first choice in wealth management. They got you covered with not only investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. They put trust first and find out more about First Bankers, first Bankers Trust by visiting firstbankerstrust.com. I sent you to the other website today, firstbankerstrust.com. Make it simple. Just go to that one. Financial success starts with trust, First Bankers Trust. Uh, we love our friends over there at First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Second hour of the Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next year on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I feel very weird with this being on, but it it's also, our anniversary. It does give me an opportunity to say this is the first anniversary of the show. It's also 
my eighth anniversary with my lovely wife, Mary. Happy anniversary if she's listening. Probably not. Anniversary. I'll never forget the anniversary of the show because it's the same as my anniversary. It's an easy way to make it happen. I thought it was the other way around. No. You'll never forget your wedding anniversary because it was the anniversary of the show. I, both. They go hand in hand now. Although I was telling. Did this song make the uh, Rutherford Romantic Weekend track? It did not. We did not have a, tr- a set list. <laughs> did not what would have been on the set list? No, I'm not talking about oh, that. Oh, no, come on. Ma- the, We're gotta, one year in. I can finally. Uh, no, you can't. I got home last night. Mary was like, Jesus, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised she said that. She's like, that was so weird. I was like, yeah, it was a little bit awkward. Well, it's going to get awkwarder. Um, no, it's not. Come on. You're, go- you, you're lighting the candles. You're dimming the lights, which sounds redundant. They're usually candles. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got the you got the Zoom ready to play. She's listening right now. She said, "I'm listening. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Mary." So I want to know what songs. What are we putting on the playlist? Mary's text them in too. She's I want to. Text- I want to know Mary's text. She wants no part of this conversation. Nor, oh. nor do I. No. Come on. No. No. Um, I bet it's a song from a Mary movie. It is funny though, like Troy and I were talking. Like I forgot our. I was talking to Troy last week about our anniversary plans. I'm like, oh, well, our actual anniversary is Sunday. Both of us, because it was, we got married eight sixteen fourteen. Uh, we both, for whatever reason, always think it was August 14th. Like just the, it was the year 24. <laughs> I cannot get it straight. We have a, a little like we used to have a little sign by our door with like our our wedding anniversary date on it, like from the wedding. And like I, I guess I looked at it every day and I just. For whatever reason, always think like eight, fourteen, sixteen. I'm like, no, that's so. I, I think it's the fourteenth every year. Maybe this will finally help get it just embedded in my brain that it's August sixteenth. Yeah. We made it eight years. Incredible. Mary said, I Mary said I did fall asleep watching Grease. <laughs> that <laughs> that was, your, that was you, the soundtrack. That was the Rutherford weekend. You fell asleep watching Grease. Which is what uh, it did happen at the hotel. She did fall it's asleep awesome. watching Grease. I was on my phone. She fell asleep watching Grease. <laughs> ah, wouldn't wouldn't expected the. The, the romantic soundtrack to the one. Chris Texas, my best memory of the show based on sports is Trevor saying that he can pull vault. I I have not. Let me ask you a question. Have you proven that wrong yet? Is there any proof that I can't pull vault? The burden of proof is on you. You're you're the one making the claim. No, I, I I'm willing to go to, to try somewhere. No one will let me do it for like insurance reasons. Well, yeah, because you're going to get badly injured. Like, we're not going to let you do it here. Why not? Like, you, you're going to die. Oh, come thing on. Is you're not going to get badly injured because you're not going to make it off the ground. <laughs> it's, it's the like out of all the things that you could do somewhat athletically, this is like bottom five percentile. I feel like I'm going to do the pole vault and that pole is going to snap. And it's going to be like the scene in Shell How when the chair breaks. <laughs> He's going to, what's this thing made of? Deal? <laughs> well, weld it better. <laughs> Texas says the office has a very good ending, in my opinion. One of the better uh, sitcom finales. It, the ending is, they, uh, they stuck the landing. Yeah, I'm not saying, and I haven't seen it, and, I, and me saying I don't watch it post a certain point, that I would say the ending would be bad. It's just everything up leading up to that. I just, yeah. I mean, you're talking nine years, man. That's a long, that's a long sitcom life. Texas didn't finish the office, the F word. I mean, I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of the finale. Like, the, I guess this isn't maybe a spoiler. Like, you know, Breaking Bad, somebody did. Um, Better Call Saul the last night. And the... Oh, don't spoil that, too. You gotta, I, mean, I haven't watched it. Okay, I wish I'd watched that to spoil it for you. Silence up dead. Spread out. Shot. Well, you know he doesn't end up dead because it's a precursor <laughs> shit to Breaking Bad. So you can't give away that ending. That's what they said at the end of Season 5 Game of Thrones with Jon Snow. Uh <laughs> So, um, 
Oh, crap. You made me forget what I was talking about. Ah, it wasn't that important. Yeah, you're good. Thank you. We need more of that on the show. <laughs> I just seriously completely forgot what I was talking about. I'm sober. Texas says <laughs> there's no point at any time in Trevor's life where he could pull a vault. Of course not. No, anytime. Oh, no. no. There's no point in my no, life. No, 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 no. There's no, no point no, in 99% no. of the people listening to the show or talking on the show where any of us could pull a vault. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, I was always a chunky kid. I, but it's not even like chunkiness. Like, that, it, it is a, a very unique skill set to be able to pole vault. Shout out to my guy Chip Heiser if you're listening, who was like a pole vault in Oklahoma. You, you, pull, you put a pole into a, a slot and you pull yourself up. There's no. Again, I don't know if you know what pole vaulting is. I know what pole vaulting What slot do you think you put it in? There's right no there, slot. Yeah, it's like you, you stick it right there in the hole. No, you don't. Why am I giving it's, you a physical description? When I no don't one, know, but it's no not. No one can see it but you and me. It's not accurate either. There's no slot. <laughs> Where do they put the pole? The ground. Yeah, but there's like a little hole there. No, there's not. There's something there that you put it in. There's not. You run at a very high rate. You run it as fast as you can. You carry the pole on your arm. You stick it in the ground. You use its trajectory to. Yeah, but no, you stick. There's because there's there's like where the the ground ground meets the mats is like there's like a spot you you stick it in there and you you got to put it in there. Do you realize how precise you would have to be to stick it in like a slot right there while you're sprinting full speed? (laughs) Very. (laughs) But it's possible. I mean, we used to shoot womp rats back in, in Tantooine. They were just that small. <laughs> Texas Trevor's the guy that watches Fast and Furious and critiques it heavily. Yeah, I probably would. I've never watched. I've only watched the first one. And that was because me and Rob Doster had a bet. Oh, really? Yeah. What did I make him watch? Because I watched the first season of Breaking Bad, and he had to watch Rocky. He had never seen Rocky. And then there was another one. I can't remember a movie he had to watch. He had, we watched something, and I had to watch Fast and the Furious, and I can't remember what it was now. And then and the next day, the, like my, our producer, Yates, gave us a trivia on each one to see if we tested this, see if we actually watched them. Hmm. I would bet... Tre- I'm not, not reading that. Texas says... Um, <laughs> oh, man, I'm about to check that one out of the brain. <laughs> Texas says, Ryan Lemon isn't actually an employee of iHeart. He's a contractor that gets paid $500 per show. How, I mean, how does anybody know that? How does he get paid that much per show? I don't know. That's a lot. I mean, come on. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying not to be mean to Ryan Lemon, but Texas Trevor, the proof <laughs> is you won't walk into a local restaurant to get food, so you sure as hell ain't sprinting. <laughs> well, I'm not. I mean, it depends what your definition of sprinting is. I mean, Texas, I just turned the show back on, and this conversation about where to stick poles sounds not very not safe for work. <laughs> Texas Mike, the key to getting back on track with him is just to derail Trevor's rants after he starts to derail, and the devil's lettuce will do the rest of the work for you. Apparently, that that worked out very well right there. The <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? It's like two negatives <laughs> multiplied being multiplied equals a positive. That's the way it works. You just have to. I've just got to cancel out your derailment with another derailment, and then boom, we're back on track. And you realize like what I was saying was not important. You should talk to me at midnight. Yeah, I know. I think the later office seasons are way underrated. Season seven, nine alone would still be one of the best comedies on TV of all time. I know, but wasn't the like, later seasons them just like re- rotating like celebrity people like to fill the, like with Will Ferrell? And no, Cohen? it becomes no. Will Ferrell did it for like two weeks, but then it became like Ed Helms, his character, Andy Bernard becomes the manager for an extended period. So they just, and I didn't like what they did with him. Again, not to dive too deeply into this, like they they he just became like an a hole. Like he didn't have any redeeming qualities. Um, he was annoying. Jim is the manager for a little bit. I think there's a brief period where Dwight's the manager. Craig was the man. Well, Craig Robinson, but um, what's his character's name? Craig Robinson's character the, from the the, the black dude. Daryl. Daryl, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I remember his real name, but not his character. Did he? He was manager one time too, right? He gets a. Or is he, he just manager? He tries the, to be the manager. Okay. A couple of times, um, and then they end up have, they have having a new cast member who comes in who's the manager for a little bit. It's still my favorite scenes when they're taking Holly on moving her. And, 
starts crying. He's like, allergies? Michael goes, do you have allergies? She's like, no. He goes, did Daryl touch you? <laughs> Daryl's like, what? <laughs> Texture said, I mean, I, all, just all the pull in the sticks. Like, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glossing over all these. But once I do that, and if I don't go at a high speed, which, I mean, maybe I can get like on like a, like a little like unicycle or something to help me get speed going. Like maybe one of those like walking sidewalks that goes a little faster than, than the normal walking one. Once I get that in there and I and I, I get myself like it'll pull me up some. Now will I get up and high enough? Amazingly, but not true to like go over the to the, the 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 like uh, the other pole. But I don't know. I'll get off the ground. I I know I'll get off the ground. As confident as I am, there's no way you get off as the ground. confident as I. Hey, you already you already dared me on this, and I proved it wrong. It, I, no, jumping, you can get off the ground. Pole vaulting, there's absolutely no way in hell you're getting off the ground. Seriously, playing fast and loose with the term off the ground when I jumped too as well. Again, if you could barely get off the ground just standing jumping, I don't know how you think you're going to get off the ground. You have to be running very fast to get enough momentum to propel yourself up in the air. I don't think I'd be that fast. You don't know what you're talking about. It's going to get me up. I'm going to I'm, I'm That pole's going to get me up a little bit off the ground. I'm not going to get all the way over the the, 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 the the marker, but... You're not going to get off the ground. Oh, man, come on. I, I'm as confident as I'm going to get off the ground as I am that you can't hypnotize me. I mean, I, the hypnotism, you at least have a claim. Because, again, if you fight... Like, some people can't be hypnotized because they're not going to, like, let themselves be hypnotized. There's no way you're getting off the ground pole vaulting. And I'm done... We don't need to talk about it. Texas, is this the highest rated afternoon show in the city? Well, surely not. <laughs> Surely not. You're half right about that statement. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I did love the former's right. The latter, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I did love like a few months back, like TJ Wall. I think it was TJ. It was either TJ or Roush. They were getting into it with Perrin on uh, Twitter about something. I don't even know what it was. It was TJ. I remember. It was yeah. TJ and Perrin yeah. said something like, you know, like let's start talking about ratings. Like, you know, Duke can get the book too. And I was like, no. we, I was like, we don't, we don't get a ratings book. We have no idea. Uh, we got, we like legitimately like don't. So, no, Perrin, you know better than that. You know we don't get the book. Perrin's worked here. He's like, I know Duke gets the book. You guys see the numbers. I'm like, no, we, we don't. We see our streaming numbers, which are very, very good. Yeah. Which we enjoy. I assume that that means that portends good things for the actual ratings, but we have no real idea. I saw Perrin at the kickball game. I hadn't seen him in a while. Well, it's good, good seeing Perrin. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's do the show. I finally found out his last name, middle name. Well, why'd you need to know that? Because he, for, for, for the whole time I was going to show with him, he would refuse to tell me. Oh. And just it, it was just it would just make me, you know, you know how I am. If I can't, I want, I'm, I'm just gonna it's gonna annoy me until I figure it out. And so I just get bugging me to the point where I even asked his mom, and she wouldn't tell me. Texas says the office ends for me once Jim and Pam have their first kid. That's another. That's what I said too. Ending. Yeah. Yeah. I used, I, the wedding, I think it starts to go downhill after that. But well, they had the first kid right after that though. Texas says, all of my favorite things about this show are not sports-related. Number one, the mystery of the abandoned blanket cereal. <laughs> number two, Virginia's adventures at preschool. And number oh, three, yeah, I forgot about that Number one. three, the DJ Wagner theme song. Yeah, we forgot about the kid that you were going to beat. That, that wasn't preschool. That was that was summertime. That was, that uh, was yeah. at that the was... Cherokee uh, Triangle Art Fair. <laughs> Virginia, by the way, we met her teacher today. She's she's not. like She's not happy about going back to school. The so entire she, time she so was. So this like, is our first teacher that was, and it's not her mom, her grandmother too, right? No, no, no. She, her teachers last year were not. My, my grandma is the not my grandma. My mom. Your mom, her grandma. Is the assist, yeah. My mom's the assistant director. She's not a teacher. Oh, okay. So she sees my mom every morning, but her teachers last year were different. Oh, gotcha. She, okay. She met her new teachers today. They do this for like half an hour, and she very quickly was like, "I'm ready to go home." I'm like, "Oh, this is not." She's already told us she's gonna cry tomorrow. Which she knows what she's getting into. Oh. She'll be fine eventually, but she's just she's like me. She's not a school kid. Okay, I figured since it's the one-year anniversary, okay. and, and there's lots of things we've teased about doing over the summer, the hypnotist backed out on us because he, he was knew he was going to make. 
I was going to expose him for the fraud he is. That's why. That's why. Uh, we have I've been able, unable to pole vault because no one will sign an insurance. Let me get do on no insurance waiver. Where do we even find a pole vault stick? That's a very good question. Is there, any high, sc- is there a high school that offers pole vaulting as, their, as a team? I, I'm sure St. X and Trinity. You think? I mean, do, I, think, I, I think most schools have track and field. A pole vault stick. Guess how much a pole vault stick costs? Two hundred bucks. Five hundred eighty-nine dollars. I think it's definitely holding me up. For five hundred eighty-nine dollars, that thing's picking me up. No. I paid for I paid less for cars and they picked me up. There's a seven foot training stick for just ninety nine dollars. This thing would break like a twig if you just tried <laughs> like, if you just like stuck it in the ground. Period. How much is one for a grand? <laughs> how much how much nicer would that be? They do have. There's a very nice one that's fifteen hundred bucks. The fifteen hundred. This is ridiculous. This is why a normal person can't compete in sports like this. They're really no. I almost cussed. <laughs> You're right. I mean, how 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 is Joe Blow in the project supposed to be a pole vaulter when he's got to pay fifteen hundred dollars for a stick? Think about how many pole vault legends are out there that would have been the best of all time that just couldn't afford a pole vault stick. I mean, you got some you got some 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 poor kid trying who could be the greatest pole vaulter of all time, and he's stuck using a, a broken broom a handle if to I try spent, to pole vault himself over some. If I spent a thousand dollars on a pole vault stick for this dumbass experiment and you shattered it <laughs> like just like running. I'd be so pissed. And that's exactly what would happen. That's why it's not worth it. How would I shatter running? Just like you'd like First of all, when am I running? <laughs> You've got to run to pole vault. I get fast walk, run, sprint. No. I mean, these are all words that they're, they're intertwined. You're putting way too much just emphasis on the stick. <laughs> not the first time. <laughs> not the, and much like the other time, I will be disappointed. <laughs> just like her. So one of the other things we've talked about this summer, do you remember the, the, one of the other things we, we brought up that we were going to do this summer we haven't done, and being the fact that it's our one-year anniversary, it's a short show, might as well bring this one out. We did um, Ranking All Your Jobs. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I've got them here. Oh, my God. All of them? All of them. Now, they're not ranked, and there are 32 jobs that I have come up with that I have had. Dude, I thought there was going to be like 70. If there's more, well. I guarantee you've forgotten some. <laughs> I probably have. I mean, I didn't start working until I was 16. Well, yeah, 16. So I, no, I didn't include things like, I think there was some I didn't include because I think you told me that it didn't count. Like, yeah, like like freelance. Because like, if you count like freelance stuff, like I've freelanced for like 15 different. Yeah. Papers. Those aren't jobs, I feel like. Can you name, how many of these do you think you can name? Your jobs? Oh, God, I forget all the time. Probably not many. Let's just throw, throw them out there and see if I've worked there. I mean, you've had like. Five different radio jobs. I don't know the stations. Or do you want me to just... Well, the radio stations I didn't... The 33 if you count radio, then. Pizza Box. I know you talk about a lot. I have worked at Pizza Box. Cardboard Heroes. Yep. Um, various movie theaters, I think. <laughs> well, not theaters. Video stores. Video stores. <laughs> yes. The Red Giraffe one? Uh, no, they're actually one, one of them. Roadrunner? Uh, Family Video, I think, was one. <laughs> it was... Um, I'll, I'll start naming them for okay. you. Okay. This, this was one of my first jobs. My favorite, Muffin. Okay, I don't think I, I don't think I remember this one. <laughs> My uncle owned it, and <laughs> I would work in the mornings, and we closed at like five. And I hope Bill's not listening. If you are, I'm sorry. Stole muffins, didn't you? Uh, oh no! What we would do is we close it like we well, no, we closed at seven, and we opened it like like three in the morning next morning. So what, I had a key because I would come in like I would close sometimes. So what we do is we just me and my buddies would stay and get just totally baked and just make them look craziest muffins you could ever think of. <laughs> I mean, just some of the combinations we did. And then there was some nights where we just got to the point where we were so fried, we'd just eat, like, straight uh, muffin batter out of the out of the bin. Good Lord. Don't judge it till you try it, dude. It's good. Uh, KFC Taco Bell. Okay. McDonald's. Didn't you work there for, like, two days? McDonald's, day and a half. 
Dana, Dana. <laughs> the first night I worked there, they had I was scheduled six to or five to eleven, and I was there till like three in the morning closing. I'm like, this is not me. The next day, I take my lunch break. My buddy calls me. He's like, hey, you want to smoke a blunt? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I got my free chicken nuggets and bounced. I like how in the early days of the show, by the way, you danced around your, your drug use. And I was told to. Open and honest about it. Yeah, it didn't uh, last that long. <laughs> no, that's not, not like a lot of things with me. Uh, Subway and Subway again. I worked Subway twice, two different times, both less than a week. I think I would have learned this lesson the first time. Movie Gallery, Allied Sporting Goods. Remember them? Of course. Perkins. Circle K, the chicken. Do you remember that place? I don't. On a river road. Good food. Uh, Joe Muggs Cafe. I remember that place. Movies to go. I didn't remember the name of it, so I just wrote Third Shift Factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's the place that me and my buddy Rue went out and smoked a cigarette on our, on our break, and we was like, this sucks. Let's leave. I remember that story. And her other friend was like, thanks. The next day, they took away our smoking privileges outside. <laughs> <laughs> Toys R Us. Wix. Oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs> I, worked, I worked in the R zone. <laughs> I got fired because I stole Pokemon cards and sold them in the parking lot. That's right. That was, yeah. that was another one. They got me, yeah. I was like, well, I made more doing that than I did the whole month I worked there. <laughs> Wix, which I worked at two different times as well. Cardboard Heroes. I can't remember the name of it, so I just called it the Car Factory. <laughs> it was a place, a place that I had to work. It was four days a week. You go in at like 7 in the morning to 7 at night. Why? I thought this was going to work for me. I didn't know. And like you, we designed, we like into interiors and the car doors and stuff like that. Good Lord. Yeah, I was there like a, maybe a week and a half. Coffee Beanery in the mall, both Oxmoor and St. Matthews. Well, the Oxmoor one I got kicked out of because my manager hated me. Uh, Lids. I worked at Hallmark for two days. Unbelievable. Uh, All of this is just making it like the fact that we're celebrating our one-year anniversary <laughs> all the here. more unlikely. <laughs> Uh, coffee shop by the food court. Don't remember what it was called, but we had a TV there and we used to just bring in our Xbox and play video games on it all day and ignore customers. Uh, the Chinese restaurant in the food court. Which you also don't remember the name of it. Don't remember the name of it. Uh, I worked at Egg Roll Machine. I was a, I was a delivery driver for them. Nice. Uh, Pineapple Whip at the State Fair. Lone Star. Pizza Hut. Pizza Box. Glen Oaks. Brownies the Shed. I don't think I'd mentioned that one before. You haven't? Uh, that was the one I worked there as a server, and my second day after it was so dead, and I bought food, I actually cost me money to be there. <laughs> after I bought my my even on a discount, I bought my I bought a sandwich, and I, it turns out I spent money to be there for six hours. I, I, there were a couple of days when I was doing the law like clerk courier stuff. There was a couple of days where I was making <laughs> nine bucks an hour, and I I had like spent like they wouldn't pay me back for gas sometimes. Because uh, they would just forget, and like I'm like I paid to work here today. It was terrible. I know, so it's insulting. Because it wasn't made me mad about brownies. The bar was packed. Oh yeah. Just, I worked, but I worked in the like the restaurant side, mm-hmm. and we never got anybody. Uh, Glen Oaks, I brought up. That was one of my last jobs before coming here. Uh, uh, movie Warehouse, loved the movie Warehouse. Always a good time there. Uh, I worked for Inside the Call Center, and then Brugger's Bagels. This is unbelievable. And then now I've worked at uh, for Cumulus and for uh, Word whatever media group. media group and. I've done some freelance stuff on television, but ever since then, yeah. I feel like there's still more. Since since two and the last since around 2008 when I got into radio, I, I've been I've pretty much done only radio and media relations stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Basically, only one delivery job in this span. This all goes back to 1996. That is by kind the of surprising, way. honestly. Agro Machine was the only one. But see, I think it was because I was doing when I tried doing delivery it was before the days of GPS. 
And I got that's I, a game changer. And I was when I was doing it for Egg Roll Machine. I remember it was a ninety. What was the ninety eight? Yeah, because I, I I quit the uh, UK Duke game night because I got well. Quit's a hard word. It's more like fired. Um, <laughs> Semantics. Because I did a delivery at the hospital, and I was as I was leaving, the game was in the second half, and I was like, ooh. So I just started watching the game in the waiting room with people, and went back and. Like the next day, my car had some issues, and I remember calling her, and I'm like, "Hey, this is Trevor." I was like, "I'm delivering." I'm like, "My car just broke down." She's like, "Trevor's not here." I'm like, "I know, I'm Trevor." <laughs> She's like, "I'll let him know you're here when he gets back." I'm like, "He's not coming back. I am him." His car is broken down into Second Street. How do you know this? <laughs> so. Texas TK is the Wilt Chamberlain of employment. <laughs> That's great. Texas Trevor is a terrible employee. <laughs> I was. I had some bad times. Hey, listen, I was a kid. Texas Trevor is a Seth Rogen character. <laughs> kind of. He would be. I should get paid for him to play me. Texas delivery would require Trevor to get out of his car. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> I'm the I'm the DoorDash guy that leaves it leaves it at your drop in your driveway. <laughs> Texas Trevor thinking in pole vault is really just Trevor not knowing at all how physics works. I think that's more of it. I mean, that, that's true. Somewhere Dugan's like, I hired this guy at one time. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't, granted, I don't have physics work beyond, you know, watching Big Bang Theory, but I, I love how people question. I, I, every time people doubt me, they, I, they get proven wrong. I don't know if that's exactly how it happens, <laughs> but I mean, anytime, anytime any of us doubt, doubted me on anything, I have, I guarantee I've proven them wrong. Texas, I've been listening since week one. Lots of great memories. Arby's, wrestling, Jedfish, BBH, oh, Jed Mac Fish. and the Toad, 80s movies marathons at 3 a.m. Can't wait to maybe talk sports in year two. <laughs> Jedfish, let's not forget about, we need, we should have Jedfish on today. We love Jedfish. We should, could you imagine reaching the email, reaching out to Jedfish? Think, why Hi. do you want me to come on? We are obsessed with you. We know nothing about you other than we love your name and that you coach Arizona. Will you please come on our show? <laughs> Texas says, um, this is actually an actual sports question. Are you ready for a change of pace? Yeah. Any word on the three DBs that were not at the scrimmage? They were at the scrimmage. They just were held out of rotations. And this is... I didn't realize they were they were held out. Yeah, this is because we haven't talked sports the last like two days. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> probably why. <laughs> or not this sports. So if you're missing, they had a scrimmage over the weekend, and UofL recapped it on gocars.com. And they mentioned that Keetrell Clark, Kendrick Duncan, and Josh Minkins were, quote, missing from the rotation, which is no small deal. Those are three best players in our secondary. Probable starters, certainly two probable starters. And you're definitely best secondary player in Keetrell Clark. Um, my understanding, and this is not, this doesn't come from like the head of the football program, but it comes from somebody with the football program, is that was more of them just, just not playing because of reps. Like they were just sending them out on purpose. I don't think it's injuries. I don't think it's anything significant. I don't think there's anything that indicates that they're not going to be ready to go for Syracuse. So that's kind of what I was told. I mean, I I don't think sitting that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't panic seeing, especially a a bigger name player like the three you just mentioned, all sitting out for like just a random scrimmage. I I don't think there should be any worry to that. Now, if they're still sitting out consistently, then maybe get a little concerned. But I think it was more about letting the younger guys, because we have a lot of young secondary players, letting them get reps. Well, you are rough today on the throat, I know. throat man. I know, Were you stop. yelling last night? No, not at all. Um, so that's I, that's kind of what I've been told. I don't think it's injury. I don't think it's discipline. I think it's just them wanting some other guys to get reps. But we'll find out. All right. Somebody just texted uh, Beast502 Mode, I guess. I don't know his real name. Um, there is a box. You, ins- you Go look at your Twitter. You're on there, too. There, there is a box when you pole vault you, you, like, you, you stick the, the pole into. 
There is. There is. I told you. You're See, right. See, you question, you question <laughs> that. You question me getting <laughs> off the ground. I told. What I tell you, when I am doubted, I come through. Well, I, I still don't think you're getting off the ground. But I did not know that's a reasonable, uh, reasonable thought. But I mean, you know what? It's no. I was wrong. I, I had no idea that you had a little slot you stuck the pole into. Do you think they? I mean. I muted it before I opened the can. I muted it as I opened it. Uh, what, I mean, how else do you think? Do you think? Where do you? How do you think it got like leverage to pull up on? I thought it was just on the ground. See, you don't. You thought you knew about pull. Clearly, I know more about this sport than you do. You might know more about it. I still know enough to know that you're not getting off the ground. If you, you know another sport I would like to try. What's that? Falconry. Falconry. Not really a sport. Look, it is a sport. Falconry? Yeah, like with the big glove and you get the bird and he flies it's, around. It's not a sport, though. He has a sport. Falconry? They have, like, competitions? Yeah. Like, who's the best falconer? Yeah. That's a sport. I thought it was just like... Come on, you like NASCAR, and you don't think that's not a sport? I don't like NASCAR. The same <laughs> Formula One, very different. Falconry is not a sport. It's a sport. No, it's... It, it's it's cool, it's, too. It's bird training. Well, but you do competitions. They, like, go around and, like, go through loops and catch mice and drop them in targets. and. I don't know about the second part of that, but I know it's a sport. I think it's like in, 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 it used to be an Olympic sport. Hey, I'll take what? I think it used to be an There's Olympic n- sport. Falconry was an Olympic sport. Oh come on, you're questioning what can be an Olympic sport nowadays. I, no, I'm just surprised. Didn't tic tac toe used to be an Olympic sport? Oh god, I hope not. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm being exaggerating a little bit, but no. There's uh, people are saying falconry should be an Olympic sport by 2052. Well, I got time to practice it. <laughs> well, I guess there are competitions. I learn something new every day. Yes. Yeah, so in my case, you learn two new things someday. That would be today. cool to do. Could you? I could do. Fal- could you imagine I could train a falcon to go get me food? You know, if you train falcons, I would need you to realize my dream of training a tiny cardinal bird to come down and fly before every football game and land right at midfield. I mean, that's what. If you can train a falcon, you can train a cardinal. Bird. I saw a documentary where Paul Rudd taught ants how to put sugar cubes in in the, the tea. I mean, if that's possible, then and maybe it wasn't a documentary though. Texas says, get this man a falcon. <laughs> I mean, it would be cool. That would be awesome to do. Wouldn't you like to have a falcon? Yeah. Yeah. It would be awesome. What if it's only falcons you can train to? What's about them? Like, I mean, why, why don't they have eagle eagle tree? Hmm? Or like, you know, other like, you know, with like you said, like red birds or cardinal birds. Like, I wonder why you can only teach, are falcons just the smartest bird around? I have no idea. Huh. Um... Texas is selling tickets to watch Trevor pull vault would more than pay for the YouTube cameras. It probably would. Yeah, but that turned to Jack Harlow, third, fourth annual yeah, homies kickball tournament. <laughs> it's like fe- <laughs> featuring Trevor pole vaulting. Come for the kickball. Stay to, for the disaster that is. <laughs> Texas says, you know what sport I want to try to play is fetching with my dog. <laughs> you do like, you do, you gotta appreciate the sport that it comes to mind is the one where I just stand there with my arm out. That's the sport I want to do. Texas says Trevor's been fired for more jobs than Keith Olbermann. You know, <laughs> you've been fired for more jobs than I've had. You know what's amazing is a lot of those. I didn't. It depends what you. Do, what do you consider firing? Like, if I bounce on a break and don't come back, is that quitting or firing? Quitting. Okay, I've been. I've only been fired probably like just maybe once or twice then. Well, I think you said there were more than one or two times where you said being fired. But during that little. That's rundown. what I'm saying. There was a difference between quit. Like, does it count as being fired if I just didn't come back? Well, no. If you weren't told, hey, you're not working here anymore. But there were there were multiple instances. I mean, where technically, you were I would have been... you were like you said, my boss came to me like Toys R Us. You said you got fired. That did get yeah, I did get that one. There was another one where you 
I guess the smoking one, you didn't get fired because you just left. Yeah, and like just some, and a lot of those, I did just leave. And then you get fired. There was one other one where you got fired for, I can't remember. Uh, see, muffin closed. Taco Bell just bounced. McDonald's bounced. Subway, Subway bounced. Top of the muffin too. Movie gallery closed. Out. Al- oh, Allied, I got fired. Okay, that was the other one. That was the one, that was the one I went on my lunch break. And went and hung out with some friends for the whole hour. I was supposed to be on lunch break. That'll do it. And then and then went into, into Wendy's and got food and came back like an hour and a half later. And then had the audacity to still go down and start eating. <laughs> Sit down and start eating my food. And I'd been gone for almost two hours. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That place was closing anyway. They they we were I think they closed like a week or a couple weeks later. Texture says, Happy one year, guys. I'll keep listening if Trevor starts a Dairy Queen streak. A Dairy Queen? Oh, see, the thing about Dairy Queen is the only thing I like is chicken strip. Chicken strip is good. The chicken strip basket's good. I just don't know if I could eat that every day. I've never, I don't even know if I've even had a burger from Dairy Queen. Uh, by or the way, anything else from Dairy Queen, nonetheless. We have, somebody sent this in too. You know, we talk about Red Rocks sometimes and like how we're surprised at who's selling out Red Rocks and who's playing mm-hmm. at Red Rocks. There's a new show coming to Red Rocks October 26th. Nice. Master P and Mike Epps are taking over Red Rocks October 26th. They make them say, uh, new show. Mike Epps, Red Rocks. The, the actor? Yeah, and Master P, our guy. We're friends with Master P now. We are. He's he's, he's, he's our homie. Well, maybe you more than me because I he didn't I did explain tagging up to him, and he was angry about it, but we're still bros. We got over that. <laughs> Tiny hurdle. Uh, Texas, another favorite from the show, Trevor's butt joint. That's, uh, that's Oh, yeah. The idea. Oh, and another thing you doubted when when I told you how many people have been arrested in this world, and you were like, "No way." You were more right about I was that. Than closer I was. to that than you were. I don't think I was right on, but I was close. Yeah, I'm still shocked. <laughs> but Texas Trevor, if you have to use a little rascal to transport you in the pole into the hole in order to do the pole vault, you're probably not going to. <laughs> I didn't say a little. First of all, no, I, mean, I don't think it's called a little rascal. I think it's just, I think it's just a rascal. Just a rascal. <laughs> Not like, not like piggybacking on Alfalfa's back over here. Like, mush. No. <laughs> mush, Spanky, mush. Now I'm just visualizing you in a rascal holding the pole on your shoulder with like the most determined look on your face this is, as you inch forward. <laughs> George Costanza playing now come to mind a little bit there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, text- I didn't say a rascal, first of all, Texter, as funny as that is. I said the moving sidewalk thing. <laughs> Okay, let's settle this. Let's reach out to the UVL track and field coach, and let's give Trevor a chance to pole vault. Uh, I don't, yeah, maybe we can make that happen. Who knows? I mean, I did fall and give myself a concussion trying to kick a soccer ball at one time. <laughs> Texas says, I'm not certain if a redwood would work as a vaulting tool for Trevor. <laughs> that thing broke. I'd be really disappointed. Texas, by the way, Arizona and Jetfish over under on wins this year is three. Is it really? People, we need to make a team bet for Jetfish. O- uh, over three wins. I'm taking the over. I don't even know what their schedule is, but I, I trust in Fish. Texas Twins. All right, let's talk about the Twins real quick. Um, this news got out there in recruiting. I, I guess last night is when the first time that I saw it. So there are um, twin prospects, Robbie and Bobby Washington. They are... Currently committed to Miami. Could have been a little more creative, right? Robbie and Bobby Washington. They're currently committed to Miami. They play at Palmetto High School in Miami, and there is reportedly, quote, to use the the quote that twenty four seven sports analyst Andrew Ivans used, mutual interest between Louisville and the Twins. Uh, he said this. I think it's not going to be easy to pull the Washington Twins away from Miami, but it sounds like there's at least some type of mutual interest, and that could lead to a visit. I do think if Scott Satterfield and his staff are able to get Robbie Washington, 
that's a big win for him. Kind of a shot at Bobby, um, but okay. <laughs> Did I miss the position? I'm sorry. Um, Robbie Washington, I think, is a – Bobby's a linebacker. I knew one of them was a linebacker. Okay. Um, Bobby is the number 559 prospect overall in the country. He is a four-star. I know one's a four-star and one's a three-star. Okay. I take it back. Robbie's the Robbie's the better one. Robbie is the one who's the wide receiver and the running back, and he's the number 154 overall player. He's the four-star, had uh, 42 catches for 868 yards and 16 touchdowns last season as a wideout. And then Bobby is the linebacker. He's a three-star, but still a top 600 prospect. They're both very good. Um, There's, are they both of the same size? One's a linebacker and one's a wide, wide receiver, receiver slash yeah. running back. Um, don't have the sizes in front of me, but I would assume con- they're twins. Probably similar sizes. Tell it to Arnold and Danny DeVito. Well, <laughs> Robbie Washington is, he's small, five foot ten, one eighty-five. I mean, that's if his brother, I mean, it's a small linebacker then. Five, ten, it's a linebacker. Bobby is 6'3", 215. Wow. So, Are we sure they're 12? A little difference. That is DeVito and Sylvester, isn't it? Kind of is. I mean, are they sure they're twins? They're twins. I don't even know if they have the same They're dad. not identical, very clearly. <laughs> they don't. They look alike in the face, but yeah, very different. 5'10", 185, and 6'3", 215. Uh, one's a linebacker, one's a wide receiver. The, the, the wide receiver, by the way, is the, according to 24-7 Sports, the number 86 overall player in the 2023 class, the number 6 overall athlete. Uh, he has been, they've both been committed to Miami for a while now. They have offers from Alabama, offers from Auburn. But there's mutual interest there. And if you get one, you're getting both, right? I mean, when's the last time you saw twins go to different schools? You would think so. Although the you I mean, know, I know, the I report don't... from Ivan says if they get Robbie, it's a big deal with no mention of Bobby. So maybe Robbie's more apt to leave I already Miami. forgot which one's the linebacker, Robbie or Bobby. Robbie's the Robbie's the, the, the You want the wide receiver. <laughs> okay, we want the wide receiver. R. Robbie. W.R. wide receiver. Wide receiver. That's the way to remember it. Robbie. Top 100 player in the class. Bobby. Bobby. The linebacker. L.B. Is good the call, yeah. three-star prospect. They're both very good, but Robbie is the better one, apparently. Uh, by the way, if I'm, Ro- I mean, if I'm Robbie and your twin brother's six three and you're five ten, you got to be a little pissed, right? Yeah, but then you get you, he's higher ranked at him, so you don't really care that much. I guess, yeah. Um, I, and yeah, I, I think yeah, if you're getting one, you I, I can't think of any. I mean, granted, my naming of twins have come into professional or college sports are less than a handful, but they've all gone to the same schools that I can think of. You have, you have the Collins twins at Stanford. The the, the the recent twins. Just, Lopez twins at Stanford. Lopez twins at Stanford. The other twins who just went to different schools, but they originally started. The kids who played basketball at Michigan State in Virginia. The big white kids. I can't remember their names. They originally started at the same school, and then they transferred. Okay, did they? Okay, but they, but they both started at the same school? Yes. I don't remember them. What are their I mean, names? Of course, well, one the, of them lit, them up, lit us up. You have the Harrisons, obviously. Uh, I mean, I'm those are the only three I can think of off the top of my head. And all, they're all basketball. I can't think of any other in much in football. But then again, they're all wearing helmets. So who knows what they're twins? Were Ronde and Tiki Barber twins or just brothers? Brothers. Okay. They were just brothers. I think they were close, but but they were just brothers. I'm who is sure. that? Who's the? What, what were those? It's driving me crazy now. The the basketball players. I mean, several brothers have gone different paths, obviously. Who was the big white dude for Virginia who just like lit us up? He was not very good. He was not know, as good as he was that doesn't narrow it down. That's fair point. Um, it's like saying who's the white kid with the buzz cut at Notre Dame that annoyed us. Um, God. If you say his name, it might click a bell, but I don't remember who you're talking about. Click a bell? Click a bell? Is that not a phrase? The Hauser twins. That's who I'm thinking of. Is that not a phrase? No, ring a bell. You don't click bells. Well, why can't you? I guess you can, but that's not the phrase. <laughs> Uh, Sam Hauser is the twin that I was thinking of. Who was it I was talking to the other day? And I, I made a reference. I said, "Flash in the pants." 
They're they're like splashing the pan. I'm like, maybe it's both. You don't know. No idea how we made it here. Um, House twins. Thank you. Yeah. I remember. Okay, I remember that goofy dude. I didn't know he was a twin. Sam Hauser went to Virginia. The other Hauser was supposed to be the better. Joey went to Michigan State. Okay. Um, But they both started off playing at Marquette. Oh, okay. So they both did start same place at least. They both they both played there, and then Marcus Howard was like, "I'm coming back for another year," and they were like, "Well, we're not coming back then." Nah. We like shooting, and <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. like passing. Marcus Howard's still shooting at Marquette. He graduated seven years ago. He still goes there and takes shots. I feel like there have <laughs> been some twins that have played at different schools though. I don't know. I mean, were the Griffins twins in Oklahoma? Blake and uh, Taylor. Where Taylor, are they brothers? I think they were just brothers. Okay, they I couldn't remember. They were so close in age, or they were the same. I mean, Stanford gets them all, it seems like, at least the two, the, the main, most popular two. Uh, who could forget the UAB twins? Who? Oh, yeah, through the behind-the-back pass. Over the head against yeah, Kentucky, Ronnell and Donnell Taylor. Wouldn't remember their names, but I'd, yeah, I'd never forget that play. How did you forget Ronnell and Donnell? Because that it's was... like they went with Ronnell, and they're like, what? Yeah, Donnell, sure, why not? I told you what happened that night to me, didn't I, that story? No. That was the night I got the, the, the cop, the helicopters above my house, and police raided my house and came up to me at gunpoint. <laughs> this is not a story that I think has been told. So I was living probably. How do we make it a year without finding the story? That game happened, and I was so excited. Me and my buddy, who was a younger kid, he worked with me at Cardboard Heroes. We were doing the uh, bracket pool that year. He was helping me out, and we were like, so we were so we were celebrating Kentucky getting beat because they just lost to UAB in the second round. It's we're celebrating, and so we went to go get some celebration uh, favors from my buddy. And as we we're like coming back to my house, my my friend sitting next to me he's like i think there's a helicopter like circling around your house with a like right around your house i'm like yeah i just dismissed him like yeah who cares so i pull in this is why i lived over on hikes lane and had like a my parking lot has literally a parking lot as a driveway because it used to be an office and so i pull in there and as as soon as i pull in we step out of the car five cop cars come floating up my driveway oh my god jumping out gun gun blast get on the ground get on the ground look at my friend brian who at this time I was what twenty two? He was he was only seventeen. He was younger. He's in high school still, and he's like he's on the ground like I'm down, I'm down. I'm standing like I live here. I live here. Their guns pointing at me. It turns out what happened was someone had broken in and done a hit and run not far from us. And of all people who called the cops, it was my mom who worked at that subway at the time. And the car they drove off in was something similar. Brian drove, and when they did the helicopter, it showed his cylinder block was still warm. Uh, so they assumed it was him, even though that can stay warm for hours. And yeah, so that I felt bad for that poor kid because they called his parents, and he like got. I'll never forget his dad was so mad. Like he he ended up making him not get to go on his like spring break trip because he got grounded for it. And like they're searching me, they find my party favors, which oh. my mom was so mad about because she's the one that paid for them, paid oh. for it. But she's the one that called the cops and had it taken in the first place. You don't have to say these things. <laughs> I was some, I know, nobody got arrested, but well, they made good. Brian go home. It was not so bad for that poor kid. Never, I think he ended up quitting the job. He quit cardboard heroes. They made him. His dad just like sent him off to like military school or something because of me. Bad luck, Brian. <laughs> poor Brian. I only remember his last name. <laughs> I never told that story before. Texter says, says, every time TK says, did I ever tell you that story? Mike says no in the most please don't get us kicked off the air tone I've ever heard. It's very true. When I say say a statement, how many listeners probably lean forward going, this is going to be it? Probably. (laughs) Texter says, so will this be, I don't know if this is, I think this is heresy. 
whatever, we're reading it. Karsi Tech. We always read Karsi Tech. Will this be another first game where we swelter away in the seats or an actual fall-like experience? Sign me up for sick of summer, ready for football. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? The game is like three weeks away. I honestly don't know if that's about us or UK. I'm guessing it's UK. Well, we're on the road. We're at Syracuse, so we don't... True, true, true. Yeah, and it's indoor, too. It is indoors. Yeah. Texas says, Trevor, do you think Paul Rudd training ants to put sugar cubes in the tea from the movie Ant-Man is legit, but you are going to critique Fast and Furious? I was joking. Trevor's the eighth wonder of the world. I'm joking. Uh, I had a buddy one time that really did think the, um, the Cat Wrangler commercial was true, though. <laughs> we're sitting around my base one time he tried to tell us about these guys that wrangled cats we're like really you know these horses that kick field goals too Texas says what are the chances of the Trevor hypnotism attempt happening Trevor's arrogance about not being able to be hypnotized is maddening um, it's, we, we need a hypnotist to step up that's the, that's the long and short of it we need a local hypnotist to step up and answer the bell why don't they be local we'll fly we'll, I mean if someone wants to fly in yeah, I think you started to say we'll fly them in. No, like, not no, we. It's not happening. No, <laughs> you're coming in. You are coming in like this is the lowest. What's below economy? I mean, it's in the baggage claim. You're coming in on your own. <laughs> yeah, we're FedEx and you get in a box. If a local <laughs> hypnotist or somebody who wants to travel because they love the show so much wants to come or, here and do it, or then we, we we re, one reached out to us. I told him what I wanted him to do. Uh, he politely declined. <laughs> so now we need somebody else to step up. I like how you say politely declined. It wasn't very polite. Oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't very polite. I read the email on air. He was very much like, this is a joke. I'm a professional. Get out of my face. I mean, come on. You're a hypnotist. You should be able you're to accept You're a hypnotherapist. You should accept jokes. Your your occupation is one. No, Trevor. Come uh, on. That's not nice. <laughs> bring it. Texas, for next year, uh, we should have Trevor work the drive through at Arby's just like Letterman. Classic radio. Never drive through. I did drive through. I did it for about about thirty minutes on that shift at McDonald's. Is I hated McDonald's? it. You're done. I hated it. That's why I do have some pity for drive through people and try to take them with a grain of salt. Because I, I I've been on that. I've been on the other side. Texas says Trevor invents a new sport. Instead of horses, Trevor jousts while on a rascal. <laughs> Who's this opponent going to be? Ryan Lemon. Have to do that. Me and Ryan Lemon jousts. Why is it always going to be versus Lemon? What is this? I don't is it because I made fun of him so much back in the day? I think so. I mean, you still bring him up. Like I never hear that name outside of the show, and you bring him up frequently, so I'm just going to keep throwing him out there. Uh, Texas says, you should just do a weekly story time with TK. It's pretty much every show. It's daily story time with TK. It's more of just when I remember. Because I had forgotten about the uh, UAB night story in a long time. I had forgotten about that. Clearly, because it hadn't come up in a year. I know. Well, it's just it, it, things that trigger my memory. Texas is my first parlay of the season. Louisville minus three and a half over Syracuse. Louisville over six and a half total wins. Ravens over nine and a half total wins. Two hundred dollars would pay fourteen hundred bucks. I don't know about that Ravens. That's a tough one. That's a tough. You division. get seventeen games now. Remember. That's true, but you got to win ten games. I don't know. If, I mean, it's I did, possible. It's that's a tough bet though, just because it, it's not that I, don't, I believe in the Ravens. I just I and I, I love Harbaugh's coach and I like I love Lamar, but. That's just a tough, tough. I mean, that whole division is just very tough. Uh, only thing worse is the A being in the AFC West. I did see, by the way, because that texture thankfully got in with the U of L minus three and a half against Syracuse. That line now has gone up today to Louisville minus four. Louisville's, Louisville's nice. As of today, is a four point favorite over Syracuse. I got a minus three. You saw I sent you that pick that you, you shot yeah, a couple weeks ago, or I but I took a minus three. Already. I didn't I take. Mean, the, surely we're going to be Syracuse by more than four. We, if we I don't, know. big time problem. I know. We, I know I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Scott, we just, first and foremost, we went from asking for a win to making sure you win by more than three. We need you to win.
we, we need you to beat Syracuse. If we're going to have fun this year, we need to at least get off on the right foot. Because if not, things are going to get real awkward real quick, and we don't want that. So let's win the game. But, but he, if, in an ideal world, we'd enjoy it if you beat Syracuse by more than, say, two or three points. What if we win, but it's 1917 on a last-second field goal? Then you're happy that you won. You hope that improvement is coming, but you're certainly I mean, are you concerned. really that happy at a victory, though? I mean, you're Yes, just... you're always happy to win. I mean, we there are a lot of teams historically that have had like just crap performances in week one that haven't been indicative of the team that they're going to be moving forward. But like, like bleep happens. Just win the game, move on, get better, and hopefully we, we shake it off. I mean, last year we played, as average as the season wound up being, we were a better team than what we showed week one against Ole Miss. Like we, well, yeah. We turned things around. The, the offensive line was atrocious against Ole Miss, and they wound up being a pretty good offensive line that now is being listed as one of the top ten in the country going into the season. Like, week ones are just kind of a crapshoot. And so you just want to get the win and move on. It's like first round of the NCAA tournament. Just get through it. I mean, granted, even the defense had its moments. Honestly, it was only against offenses that had quarterbacks as good as, at their position as I am pole vaulting. But And when they decided to start actually rushing more than yeah. three guys on some plays. Amazing how that started working. Like, everybody in the world saw it, and we're like, maybe just don't sit back every time it's a passing down. But if we win, if, we, if, that, if that's the scenario, we come out of Syracuse, it's an ugly game, we don't play well, We maybe we trail majority of it, and we come back and we win 1917 on the last second field goal. Other than the confidence in our field goal kicking at that point because of the, of the situation and hypothetical, I mean, how much really positive are we going into Central Florida with that kind of win is if we, you know, or, or if we'd lost, I mean, I feel it's the same kind of but mindset, that's, but that's different. Who cares? Like we, we, we have we lost, the win though. Like, you still have the win. Like you're happy about the win. Yeah. You want to move forward because at the end of the day, I mean, winning games is the name of the game. Like you, like you, you want to have dubs. You may not feel like you may be just as confident or lacking in confidence as you would have been if you'd actually lost, but that's really neither here nor there. Um, you still got the one and oh, and if you do, overachieve and you win that game in week two, it's better to be 2-0 and than 1-1. I think that's, that's pretty true. straightforward. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah. It's one of the themes of the show is winning games is good. <laughs> Try to make it happen. We'd like to win more. Winning good. Winning's good. Losing Losing's bad. less good. Uh, Texter says, party favors my mom paid for is the most TK thing ever. <laughs> hey, my mom was a hippie, man. I was, I, I, I was three hits away from being named Moonbeam, probably. Instead, <laughs> Trevor. My favorite thing my mom ever told me she's listening. I'm sorry, mom. Was when she was like, you know what? I didn't even know I was pregnant until like three months in. Can you? You have no idea what I was doing in that three. I was like, no, mom, I don't. It explains why I try to bite my own ear on occasion. <laughs> um, we've done the the anonymous quote thing a couple of times already this year. Nah, yeah, Typically, it's, it's been coaches saying bad things about Scott Satterfield, but today. There was a story, not today, a couple of days ago. Has there ever been in a positive anonymous quote? Well, we're, we're getting there. Okay, we stomp all over the, the T's there. Well, thank you. The ESPN polled a bunch of college football coaches anonymously about the best quarterbacks in the sport. And Malik Cunningham came out about as well as I think any of the coaches, in uh, or quarterbacks, I should say, in this story. Nice. Here's where the quotes were. Uh, I'm sure if you take a poll of all of the ACC and you say, quote, who don't you want to play against, he's got to be pretty high on that list, a defensive coordinator set of Cunningham. Added another ACC coach. He's the most dynamic guy in our league. Super athletic, throws a good deep ball, and understands their offense. And the last oh. quote from the ACC from an from an ACC coach said he's a scary athlete like Lamar Jackson, but he can also but he can't throw it like Lamar. But he's an athlete. He can beat your ass all by himself. Well, he's not as athletic as Lamar either, but that's or fast, but still. I think he's. I mean, he's not. He's as, not quite as shifty. I think. But to say you're not as fast as Lamar is not really an insult. But you also have to remember, like Lamar's forty speed is not. 
ridiculous. Like his his biggest asset is the fact that he changes direction. We don't know what his forty without never, slowing he would down. Never run it. But he's he's never been like a straight sprinter speed. Like he's he's fast. Don't get me wrong. But I think Malik is right there with him when it comes to just like straight speed. Malik isn't as he didn't have to change direction. Lamar exactly. Does. That's what I'm no, saying. Like Lamar's. Yeah. I've never seen anybody who can change direction without breaking stride the way that Lamar yeah. Jackson does. Like it's just, the, yeah. it's outrageous. I think that's always been his biggest asset. And Malik's not as big as Lamar. Well, um, no, no, and he doesn't. He doesn't have the same kind of arm strength as Lamar does. He doesn't. But again, we're talking about one of the best. Co- yeah, I know. This is a high insult. bar. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not like it's not like we're insulting him by saying you fall short at Lamar at these things. Like you and like ninety-seven percent of the rest of you know civilization does as well. So more than that. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that. Uh, Wake Forest was not asked on this. Uh, this these these quotes. Who knows? There's no They're way one of those came from Wake Forest. Probably not. I'm assuming one came from Duke. Although we've lit up, I mean, <laughs> which one of them? One of them might have been Duke. To Malik's credit, he has lit up Wake Forest more than any team in the ACC. We just lost last year because our defense sucked and the clock operator. But like he has had great games against Wake Forest. Yeah, but Wake still never gives us credit. They never give us love. No, I see what you're saying, but like yeah. still. He put up 59 against them a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. We beat them on their home field. So. Yeah, and we gave up, like, what, 58 in that game? I think 56. 56, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the game we were up, like, 32, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, Not 32, but 30 as well. Texas says, TK has pity for fast food drivers, but when it comes to Impala's Aries delivery at 1 a.m. on a holiday, he gives up <laughs> on humanity. Not Impala's Aries. That was um, Spinelli's. Well, when was that, though? That was from, like, 2007? Eight, I think. 2008. I've learned a lot since then. I've matured. That was twenty eight that was twenty eight year old Trevor, okay? I mean, there's things twenty year old Trevor thought and felt and said that were that he's learned better from. Not many, but a few. Texas on the first home game, Friday night against Florida State, will Louisville be two and oh, one and oh or or oh and two, or two and oh, one and one or oh and two, and how would the crowd energy be for each record? Well if, if it's oh and two, there's nobody there. If it's oh and two, it'll suck. Yeah. I mean let's, let's be real. If it's two and oh, you you also have you got Michael Bush. Having his jersey honored, he'll be back. Oh, I That'll that. be a yeah, big deal to a awesome. lot of people. Yeah. They're doing, a, uh, I think, was it red out for the game? Yeah. Also, Friday night, first home game. They've moved the kickoff back to 7:30, so you have a little bit more extra time to tailgate. Nice. I think this will be, this will be like the biggest environment Scott Satterfield's coached in at Cardinal Stadium, bigger than the Notre Dame season opener, because the Notre Dame season opener was, was more about Notre Dame being there in a new era, and nobody really thought they were going to win. If it's two and zero with Florida State coming to town, and Friday night, all those things happening. I think you have a gigantic atmosphere. One and one, I think it's still okay. It's better than like an average crowd because it's the first game and Friday night and all that stuff again. But people are still a little bit. Eh. If it's zero and two, it's gonna suck. Well, it's, I mean, again, give, on 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 the stripe level, where are we talking? Scenario one, two and zero is a is a no stripe game. Uh, depending on how the wins, <laughs> how those two no wins, uh, we blow out Syracuse. And then maybe get a decent win, like, like even a seven or ten point win over Central Florida. It's half stripe. I, I think half stripe maybe. I think we might fill the stripes. It, we might. It'd be close. It'll, I think it'll, it'll be, be a big time environment. It'll be very interesting. Yeah. And now, it, 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 yeah. And one now, and one, it's a one stripe game. Yeah. Oh and two, it's like a two and a half. Oh and two, yeah. There's, you're not. Yeah, there's that's one of those games where you're you're as a fan, you're like, please don't show the aerial view. What do you think it'll be? If you had to guess right now. I'm saying one one. I think they beat Syracuse, lose to UCLA. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I just. I haven't. I don't. I, I know. I'm not gonna get a lot from Central Florida when I, because they play some really scrub team in Week One. But South Carolina State, I think. Yeah, so I'm, we're not gonna get a lot for them unless they lose and it tells you something. But I mean, it's, just, it's hard to forget. I know it's, it's because it was almost a year ago now that you know we got very lucky to win that game. For sure. I mean, it's in hindsight we look back at it as this win, this win, we got this win, but it did kind of fall. Yeah, it was. 
We also both ways. I mean, I, I saw yesterday South Florida, who we play in Week Four, I believe it's the end of September. They named Jerry Bohannon officially as a starting quarterback. The transfer from Baylor, who's very, very good. Yeah, and he's he makes. I mean, he immediately makes that game a little bit more scary than it was ahead of time because that's a team that was not good last year. But he's a very good player. He's like 32, isn't he? He's got to be up there. <laughs> Texas Mike, will you continue the Golden Knights trigger campaign this year? Of course. We're gonna get right back into that. <laughs> What's that? When you, you trigger the Golden. Oh yeah, we you called him Knights all that. Yeah, 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 Keith yeah. actually started that. Keith Wynn got that going. I almost, dude, I'm just so ingrained in my mind. I don't even know what you're so, what you're saying. That's incorrect. That was like the whole week. It's it's, it's the, the best me, part of the week. There's still such the golden night to me that I'm sitting there thinking, what what are you trying to trigger? I don't get it. Yeah. That's right. I keep forgetting they literally aren't the golden knights anymore. No, they're not. They're, they're done. But yeah. they and they will very quickly let you know that. All right, uh, we've we, I guess we got to get out of here. Two hour show today. We appreciate all the the one year anniversary love. It was fun. Uh, in classic like Mike Rutherford show style, it's perfect that we're signing off early because typically we either can't get the show to start on time or we've lately been cut off, but it's okay. We got Jody Jumbling and the Cardinal Insider up next. Louisville Bats coverage starting at 6.05, first pitch at 6.35. Give me a minute on the podcast because I've had to record at the other studio, and since I'm heading that way, I'm, I know if you've been it's listening fine. to the podcast and there's been gaps like between segments, so you have to hit the fast forward because... I hate that. I've had the way the editing is done. It's just been, I've been easy. I'm going to edit it when I get to the studio. We're dealing with a lot of stuff today. So Louisville taking on Omaha. The Bats trying to get it going. Omaha. Um, that's they've got Wynn on Nashville. the mound. Not Keith. Wynn on the mound tonight. Randy. Randy Wynn. Not not Keith. But uh, he's 4-10 and 10 with a 504 ERA. So if you want to see some runs tonight, maybe. We'll Who's on that. the mound for Omaha? Uh, Heasley. 1-1 one one with a 3.93 ERA. Who do I bet tonight? Omaha seems like the better team. Bats will be getting one and a half because they're always Always bet one. on the Bats. Are you sure? Yes. Better the bats. I mean, okay. If this doesn't work, I might be, you know. Well, don't blame me. I mean, just don't. I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Just don't throw it at me. I'm telling you not to bet on minor league baseball, but if you have to, always just bet on the bats. It makes it more fun. No, it's more fun is winning. Well, whatever. That's never have any fun. <laughs> All right. Happy one-year anniversary to us. Yeah, uh, Everybody enjoy their Tuesday nights. We're back tomorrow. Same show tomorrow, 3 to 5. Enjoy the Cardinal Insider with Jody Demling, and then enjoy some Bats baseball right yeah. here on 1450 The Big X. It's an anniversary. The first thing I'll do is run straight to you. It's an anniversary. Anniversary. It's our anniversary.